The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by our friends at Cigars.com. Malinlabe cigars are premium cigars. Each cigar is a true Puro, 100% organic, Cuban leaf binder and filler cigar with a 15 Habano wrapper. These cigars are always produced in small batches, and once they are gone, they're gone. Right now, as an introductory offer to the brigade, Malinlabe has a four-pack cigar sampler assortment on sale for just $75. All four are premium cigars that are sure to define the luxury experience you would come to expect. Malinlabe also offers for single-barrel bourbon maple whiskey and amazing coffee that can be combined to make a wonderful gift box. If a brigade member buys a set, cigars, coffee, and whiskey, Mall and Labe will include whiskey glasses, coffee mugs, and a decorative ashtray to complete the experience. Log on to mallandlabecigars.com. That's M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com. Or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel at bvbshow.com. Mall and Labe Cigars, the premium cigar for those with discerning tastes. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Twitter. I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news. Matt and Dave's daily picks and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Welcome to a Thursday's episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Mid-September already. Dave Sherpin, the book, Matt Perot, the Bostonian, live on YouTube and Twitter at Boston versus the book. Replay on Sirius XM channel 159 and sports grid television each and every, well, sometimes six times a week, five times a week for us here live on our YouTube. Vikings, Eagles, purple out. Dave, how are you on this Thursday? Oh, I'm good. We're good. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in town. We'll address that, uh, you know, between cyber attacks and long check-in lines and all that other things. I want to thank those of you that have been asking about that and relying on us for that information. Trusted sources of what we know. We'll have all of that. I wore the purple because have you heard? Like everybody got the Vikings tonight. Like this. Oh, really? This, this, oh, huh. Oh, the I'm line. alone in. Oh, I'm not alone in that. Okay. Yeah. No, I the thought, line movement. It was yeah. seven and a half before. Everybody got the CLV. They got the thing ready to go. Loaded up. I don't know. I mean, you catch it on the replay after on all those outlets, and we appreciate being on all of those. But where it's at is right here in the chat. Everybody's here. Mm. Let's go. Can I start with something non-football related? I love when you do that. I mean, it's your and my show, so you can start with whatever you want. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more. Under 15 seconds and no one gets upset. Get the Someone has to remind John Henry that this is what we do. Championship parade, repeat Boston. Oh boy. Stop this cheap shit. Okay. Oh boy. Stop. We're done. You got rid of the Tampa Bay bargain basement hunting dude. Okay. He's out. You went the Tampa Bay Rays route. It didn't fucking work. 
Oh boy. Now we're done. Okay. Go get a real general manager and actually go and build a roster that can contend and compete because people in Boston are tired. They're sick and tired of watching triple a and quadruple a baseball players play in the Red Sox with the Red Sox uniform on them, knowing they're not a real major league baseball player. Stop it. Uh, Now, maybe he did rebuild the farm system and maybe that's going to be beneficial in a couple of years. Maybe we all look back and be like, man, that was okay. Ben Sherrington won a world series by doing nothing. He just took the job. It was there in 2018 and somehow Coco, uh, uh, Shane Victorino and, and, and that team won the world series. Still know how John Lackey and company you, got that done, but you know where he's at now, by the way, who Ben Sherrington, where? No GM of the Pittsburgh pirates. He's the, he's your general manager. It, 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 why'd you say it like that? Yes. Cause I have his autograph right there. <laughs> That's what, that that middle bar ball is a Ben Charrington signed from the base from the parade, yeah. the Red Sox championship parade. Yeah. Ben Charrington signed that baseball. Yeah, he's a GM in Pittsburgh. Yeah, there you go. How about that? I can't. I mean, look, I've said it before. I didn't realize when you said add this to the rundown that you were going to start off the show with over on swear words, and where does you change the shirt to put this on? Uh, what do you got? Oh, you got on a juice hat. Okay, but I thought you'd have Red Sox on. I don't have like, I, I, back. I, my you're Red back? Sox hat. I, my, I, I, I ran all during the hard 75 with my Red Sox hat. Yeah, so you ruined white, it. I ruined that hat. It's, ruined. it's, it's nasty as can't, hell. can't wear it, so it's, it's done. It's so I was like, I don't have a hat for the Red Sox anymore. I need a Red Sox hat. But that's how uninterested I've been in the Red Sox this season. It's just there are large groups of seats available in almost every Red Sox game now. So you yeah. can walk in. It's, it hasn't been this bad. There was a game last week where I think it was $16 to get in on the secondary ticket price at Fenway, yeah. which is, if you know Fenway Park, it's always one of the most expensive ticket prices, always hard ticket to get. <laughs> not right now. People it's are September just and they're not in it. Apath- yeah, but it's worse than that. There's no hope. There's no direction. You can't see a path. You can't see. Like a team like the Marlins, you can see the path. You, you can see where they're going. You can see the youth. You can see the the younger players starting to develop. Even Pittsburgh, you see the guys. You know you, you've invested in certain players that are going to be the linchpin. They're going to be the the, the the building block of the road of the roster. Okay, Red Sox don't have that. I mean, they have Rafael Devers. He that's good. That's a good and, start. And Story, who? Trevor Story? Who? They signed into a long-term deal, no? Yeah, one of the awful contracts signed by Heim Bloom. Another um, one of the awful decisions made by Heim Bloom. Ryan Bello? He's okay. I mean, he's a I mean, I think when the Red Sox are actually contending, he's a good number three starter. He's not someone you're gonna hand the ball to and be like, here he's he's a race. Go ahead. Like I just the Red Sox need a cleansing. And John Henry's not really the guy that's going to. Who doesn't work. like a good cleansing? Yeah, well, they need. I love a good cleansing. Do it because the Red oh. Sox. And and look, Buster, only I love you, but please stop this ridiculous nature that the Red Sox are going to copy the Celtics, and that Alex Cora is going to become the GM, and they're going to bring in a new guy. And this is not Brad Stevens what? 2.0. Okay, please, that is not happening. It's, huh. it's ludicrous to talk about in. Not with baseball, okay? Not with a franchise like the Red Sox with the payroll they should have and the talent they should be bringing in. But this is going to be very interesting because firing Heim Bloom actually maybe just might be 
a admission of guilt by John Henry that I messed up, that that was a mistake going under luxury tax, not signing, keeping the players, trading Mookie Betts, letting Xander Bogarts walk. Like this is all, I mean, this has been one mistake after another and you're watching what's happening in the Bronx with the Yankees and they won't change. Well, the Yankees just walked in and beat them a couple games. No one cares. $6 for the first game of the doubleheader today to get in the door there. Six bucks. Where? Fenway? Yeah. Yeah. So see, like that's, that's really bad. I mean, that's really bad. So the apathetic nature of Red Sox fans should scare the hell out of John Henry. And I think it is. And that's why he's fired Heim Bloom. So maybe he's paying attention and finally listening. And they're actually going to spend in the off season. And they're actually going to, even if they suck next year, Red Sox fans are okay with being bad. If there's a plan in place, there was no plan with Heim Bloom. He was just all over the place. Oh, so if you have a plan, you're good. If you don't, then you're well, not. It's not. It's not that you're good. It's that you can explain to the fans, hey, we won 85 games this year. Next year, watch where we go. Look what we do. Fans won't light, love it, but they will at least some, or the rational part of the fan base, will relax and at least think that the team could be good again. There's no telling when the Red Sox are going to be good again. The Orioles are very good and young. The Rays have a lot of young talent top to bottom, although Wander Franco being gone is going to be a big blow to them going forward. The Yankees are a mess. The Blue Jays are so inconsistent. You have a chance here to get back into contention in two or three years pretty quickly if you do it the right way. Bloom is the first, mm. the first decision. See ya. Good move to fire him. Now who gets the job? And what the what happens after that? Time to go spend. It stinks too because I would love to have seen them go after Otani, but that's not going to happen now. Why not? I don't think any big market team like the Red Sox or the Yankees would want to is going to throw the money that will be necessary to get. That's them. the perfect one to do it. Look what they did in New York with the Mets. They went and got old pitchers that were hurt, <laughs> and then they traded them. And then you know this is a that's the exact what is oh you. We talked about this. Otani can go into a big market, is he not? I'm not positive. I think he very well. I think he can go to Pittsburgh? No, I think he, he, he. I think he winds up in like a San Francisco or Seattle for like 300 million. Man, oh man, you're all over the place with this. Is it, is it, just, no, he's staying in the West the Coast. Angels, he's staying in the West Coast. Dodgers, and then he's, he's staying in the West Coast. I think the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers where he wants to go. I just don't know if the Dodgers are going. I think so. I think he's going to have to have a prove it contract from somebody. I think he's going to sign a three-year, a massive short-term deal that he can prove he can play with the injury. Oh, I don't think anyone gives him an eight-year deal anymore. Just reading what I'm reading about the injury, just it feels it feels like they're going to say, "Okay, you're 29. We're cool with getting you at 32, and then giving you, you know, four or five years of big money. But let's see what you look like. Let's do a one or two-year deal to make sure that you're actually healthy. You can play. I mean, if you can't perform with the with the oblique injury or the elbow or whatever else happens because he's hurt. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Otani's got some big question marks, but I I'll be very curious. Good move by the Red Sox. Happy to see it. Now do the, do something good with it, by getting rid of Heim bloom. All right. Eagles down to minus six. Like you mentioned, total is 49 and a half. So it's weird. The favorite is going down. Mm-hmm. The total is going up. Do you disagree with the bounce back spot from Minnesota? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I hate the Thursday night football games. 
I don't even like to. We'll watch this only because we're in the business. Well, I, I don't this. know what to take from this. I I don't know. I see the line move. I watched both games. Philly's a better football team than Minnesota. The line's yeah. right. The line is right. Which is what, seven or six, which is right. Seven is the number. Okay. I think it's going to fall right there. It's 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 it. Philly wins by seven. Minnesota loses by seven. Minnesota can win the game. Philly can win by double digits. If Kirk Cousins goes and throws three picks again. So just so you guys know, Gainwell is out. Bradbury is out. Blankenship is out. And Fletcher Cox is questionable. You've got three very important defensive players for Philadelphia who will not be there. And one important running back who is out. The Eagles could get their starting left tackle back who did not play in week one against Tampa Bay. He is a game time decision. The center Bradbury is out spelled differently. Garrett Bradbury versus James Bradbury, but their center is out. So not good to go up against the Eagles defense without a solid offensive line, but we'll see. You mentioned Kirk cousins. Is it fair to point it out? He's 12 and 20 straight up in primetime. It's fair to point it out, but these numbers can be spun anyway. Like he's good after a loss or something. I don't know. I, he did. He did win his last primetime game against the Patriots on Thanksgiving. That's the last time the Vikings played a primetime game. That was the last time. Yeah. Oh. Thanksgiving of last year against against the Pats. Wow. I don't know. Do you have a feel for this game? I think this is a seven point game, one way or the other. I think this, this falls within a 14-point window. High-scoring game. You like the over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I don't. Both. I just told you the number of injuries on the defense for both teams. I know. They're not healthy. This is not the – I mean, the, the Patriots moved the ball. The Patriots receivers got open. They sure Justin, did. Justin Jefferson might have a monster game tonight. That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking too. So that's uh, why I like the over because I think the Eagles will be able to score in the Vikings defense. I think the Eagles will turn the football over, give their give their offense short fields. And I'm not positive the Eagles defense is going to be able to slow down the Vikings. Put it this way, if the Vikings win the game outright, I am not going to be surprised in the least. At all. At all. Well, we'll have Donnie right side. Donnie right side's coming on. A little bit later today, yep. we'll ask him specifically about the injuries because um, he's an Eagles guy. So the Eagles game plan then with those injuries is to run the ball, right? They don't have gain well. So it's a problem. I mean, yeah, you would think they want to run the ball, but they're short a back. They mm. threw the ball a lot on the Patriots. My guess is they're going to go back and do the dinking and dunking offense they did against the Pats. No question. So, and that means AJ Brown doesn't have a big of a game. AJ Brown yards under Justin Jefferson. What's his yardage prop? That's a great question. I don't know. My gut tells me 85, 90. I was, I was going to say 89 and a half. Just thinking out loud. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at one thing. Been going nonstop this morning. For those of you that are brigade proxy service members, remember if you're using the game, send the picks in to the Brigade Proxy Service now. We'll get to it after the show. 
We'll make sure those get entered. AJ Brown, 75 and a half. AJ Brown, 75. What's Justin Jefferson, 94 and a half. Yeah. Wow. High. It's aggressive early. Yeah. Um, but I think it's because they think they're going to feed the ball to him. Well, they're going to secondary. People are going to bet him. It's depleted in a depleted secondary. Look, the the Vikings did not look good in week one. I'll give you that. Okay. But I think uh, this is my refrain today and tomorrow Vikings, the giants, the Seahawks. uh, And who's the fourth team that lost that I like Um, Steelers. 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 Thank you. Steelers. Those four teams. Mm -hmm. I think those four teams all will look dramatically different in week two. Right. From week one. Hope you're right. Vikings, I think tonight will look dramatically different. I think they'll look much, much better. And the Eagles did not look great. Now you could say the same thing. I was having an argument this morning, argument, a bit of conversation and someone brought up a very good point to me and they're right. You could say the same thing about the Eagles who did not look good against the Patriots. They should have lost that game. The Patriots didn't spot them 16 points in the first half. They lose that game. The Patriots outplayed the Eagles in the second half. So no, no doubt they did. So then what to so do the Eagles take a big step forward offensively tonight against a not great Vikings defense. And you see Jalen hurts, put up numbers. AJ Brown puts up numbers. You're watching Goddard and company that they actually look like the Eagles that we thought, or just, you know, Jalen hurts goes crazy running the football himself. That's possible. That's a fair. I can't really argue that point because if I'm going to say the Vikings will look much better from week one to week two, I have to acknowledge that the Eagles could be in the same situation. Right. And that's a case for laying the seven or the six on Philly. Just in general, Thursday games seem like such. Um... It is week one, though. I, I'm with you, but I think next week's Thursday game factors more into the under situation and the guys are banged up. It's still a quick turnaround. It is. It's still, though, no matter what, early in the season. I mean, it, the injuries shouldn't matter because it's early in the season. They do. The injuries do matter. Guys that might be able to play Sunday can't play today. So you have different type of game plans because of that. You have quick turnaround to travel. Minnesota yeah. was at home and they get to go. Philly was on the road and, you know, comes oh. home. So mm-hmm. that's been settled. I hate the Thursday games. I don't. Do you like them as a fan? I mean, I know you want football a lot and, you know, people want football more, but. Do the Thursday games live up to the billing for you? They always feel like they disappoint. Not later in the year. They do not early in the season. They don't early in the year. They always tend to be good. The guys are, are fresh. Their bodies are still there. They've gone through training camp. They played a game. I think the quality of play on Thursday night in September tends to be a little bit better in November, December. I'm with you. They're just exhausted, tired, and the games tend to stink. This is an important game for the Vikings. Like to, to go to open up. zero and two in the first five days of the season is not where you want to be guys in the chat girls in the chat. If you're here, welcome hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. Vikings will use a current line right now. Philly minus six Vikings plus six who you got. Put it in the chat. We'll see which way it flows. Cause I mean, like, A-O-W-N, A-O-W-N, I don't know how you say that, but welcome to the show. Just came in to chat and said, I'm a diehard Vikings fan. They lay a dud in the first three weeks every year. It's out of the way. They'll bounce back tonight. 
stinks so when you're when you're a fan of the team and you know they always stink in the first week. Like it's kind of a bummer. I don't know. We'll go back to the game with Donnie coming up here later, yeah, about uh, for 45, sure. 45 minutes. Yes. This has been a monster story here oh, in town. Crap. MGM and Caesars hacked by the same group in a span of a few weeks. And by most reports, they both have paid millions of dollars to have this cyber attack stopped. The first report came out last night that Caesars had indeed paid to have this stop last week. This morning, it has come out that MGM also has paid millions of dollars to stop the cyber attack. MGM waited a lot longer. Because yesterday at properties here in Vegas, like Excalibur, there was a seven-hour wait to check in. Seven-hour? Seven hours to check in to your hotel room. MGM was averaging anywhere from three to five hours by most reports to check in. Bellagio was two to four hours to check out, to check in, because everything had to be done by hand. Every single slot machine was paid out by hand from $2 to $2,000. It did not matter. There was no way of getting money out from a ticket being printed. The entire system was down. You could use a slot machine, but once you had a winning number, you had to hit the little call button and wait for the person to walk over and give you a hand pay. Yes, if it was $2.50, it was a hand pay of $2.50. Card game still worked because that's the old fashioned way. So you still had the blackjack you still had everything else, but the line for the cashier was extremely long. Oh my goodness. Cause the system wasn't that fast. Would you have paid? Would I have paid what? For the ransomware. Would you paid for the cyber attack to stop? Not knowing the details. I don't think so, but then knowing what we know, and I haven't been down to the strip since Sunday. Mm-hmm. Today's Thursday. I've talked to some people. Um, I mean, some people quit their jobs. They walked off yesterday. They said, really? I don't need this shit. I can't do this anymore. Like some people were worried about getting paid on Friday. That was a big concern. They said, we might not get paid on Friday. What do you mean we won't get paid on Friday? Tell somebody that's making $10 an hour and they're not getting a paycheck on Friday. You know, we'll tell you when we're getting paid when we come back up. Oh. Well, I guess I'll be calling in sick. Like, what's the incentive? And then someone flies in from, just give them a mid, mid-week flight from Chicago, say. Or Minnesota, I'm wearing a Minnesota stuff. So it's two and a half hours, maybe three to Vegas. You land, you get a ride to the hotel. So it's only a three-hour flight, but you're still a little tired. I mean, I'm not talking about coming from way far, far back east, but <laughs> you stand in line for six hours to check in, only to have the key not work. Oh, no. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> or... I got somebody, somebody text me a story. They waited in line to check in. They went up to their room and it was already occupied. Oh, what do you mean? This is not our, this is our room. Well, no, they just checked us in. It's our room. No, it's our room. Go back to the front desk. Oh, what line do I get in now to find out? 
Can you imagine what's going on down there? No, the thank you. At the desk make like $15 an hour dealing with this. No, thanks. So maybe no. at some point you do pay. I don't know. This, would you pay? Yes. Caesars paid quickly. I would have paid quickly and then I would have let the FBI figure it out. I would have I said, mean, look, you got the money. You got to pay. I would, I would contact the FBI. I would, I would have, I would walk them through the whole situation and have them be involved with every single step, whatever we got to do to track transactions, whatever we got to do. I mean, the big joke on TikTok and Instagram reels right now is that DEFCON, the cyber hacking co conference was held at Mandalay Bay one month ago. And that these guys may have all gotten together and figured out a way to get into the system for both Caesars and MGM properties. According to the reports, I don't know if it's true or not, but they said it was as easy as calling customer, finding somebody on LinkedIn who was in head of like the IT stuff, calling them up, getting them on the phone and getting like one bit of information. And they were able to get everything they had. They could shut down everything just by getting that one bit of information. Do you think it's ever going to come back around to the way it was where no. that couldn't happen? No. It's going worse. We're getting more dependent on AI. We're getting more dependent on computers, not less. Uh, if you have a trip planned to Vegas for uh, anything, come for a weekend of football, mm -hmm. you know, come for F1. Are you, are you questioning whether you should come right now? Of course. Vegas Poly C this morning on his Instagram account reported that he thinks this is going to cost $1 billion. Billion? $1 billion. It'll cost MGM with a, a B. With a B. It'll cost him a billion dollars because he believes that they are losing anywhere from 10 to $30 million a day and that they will not see that come back because of customer confidence being shook for months. Like what you're talking about. People are going to reassess and say, um, let's cancel our MGM reservation. Let's go across the street. Let's go there. Let's go stay at Wynn. Let's go stay at Venetian. Let's go stay somewhere else and not worry about the potential for this happening. And maybe they're not going to be fixed by the time we get there. Oh, man. <sighs> I would have paid. I think Caesars did the right thing. Caesars had the same problem. They went to Caesars first and they paid it. And they did not have the same level of problems that MGM had who did not pay it, who, who wanted to fight it. I'm impressed that the hackers could do that and get the money. And then like, like, could you, could you figure out how to do something positive? No. Instead of just like going after somebody and taking the money. I mean, again, the corporations have more money than God. So, okay. People are blaming the sphere. The sphere has nothing to do with it. <laughs> the sphere. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this, this square that circle. Fault. Square this, that sphere for me. What? What? The, the Why sphere has caused people to charge for parking that weren't parked, that weren't doing it before. But that, but that. Can Sands you imagine Corporation. getting out of that parking garage? We saw this, that the no, other day. The Sands Corporation. They, they, this is one of the stupidest things they could have done. They they created. They have a, a tiny parking lot at Venetian and Palazzo, both sides. It's narrow as hell. It is not big, <laughs> and you're going to make people stop and pay. And when that thing doesn't work, the line backs up for hours. It already is nuts. Even when it was free, it took you half an hour during CES to Sometimes get out. Sometimes to get out, yeah. When you were free, when it was just go, guys, come on, just go, guys. They would just wave everybody onto the street. Just come on. That was a half an hour to get out of the place. Right. 
Now every single one of those have to stop, put their ticket in, pay, go over and over and over and over again. That is going to cause a huge problem. And if you're going to go to the sphere, do not park at Venetian and Palazzo. Do not do it. Park somewhere else. Take an Uber, walk, whatever you got to do. But do not park in that underground parking right there because you will be there for hours. Well, it's going to, yeah, depending on the time of day, it could, it could take a long time to get out. Um, so all this is going on and people are still coming. Like mm-hmm. these corporations, you know, just pay. What's the step next to make sure this doesn't happen again? Well, you would think that they would have the smartest people on the planet running these corporations, but they don't. So like go find the smartest cyber, you know, preventative group and or people and rebuild your network. So this can't happen. Find a way to stop this from ever happening again. Right. Because next time might be even worse. You might be able to survive it once. You can't survive it twice. Twice, people just stop. They go, you know what? I got other options. I'm not dealing with this. Because you know every single person that came to Vegas over the last four days is going home and telling every person that they know that this place is an absolute disaster. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It is awful word of mouth. It is awful. People are going to go, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? And they'll remember that when it comes time to booking. And hey, I could stay at MGM for 140 or I could stay at the Hilton for 180. I'm going to stay at the Hilton. I'm not going to play around with that. <sighs> I mean, I feel bad. Like people ask me, I don't know unless I'm down there. I can't imagine going and, and maybe I'll, I'll get down there today quick just to see it because I've heard a lot of things are back up. Yes. It's, yeah. Because they paid. Everything should be back to normal. <laughs> they paid. So when they pay, right, things they, turn back on. But yeah. somebody sent me a picture today of like a bank of kiosks in a book back That's, east of Ben MGM, and it's had the error message on the screen. All of them. Yep. It wasn't just Vegas MGM. It was MGM corporate. <laughs> right. It was everyone. Everywhere. So, everywhere. Yeah. Well, they took down the whole thing. All of the rewards programs, all of the systems right. that were that were connected from state yeah. to state, they took it all down. Oh, is it something as simple as like Dave Staley Pictures came in and said if MGM had backed up their system, they would have been fine? Is that true? I don't know. I'm not a computer guy. I can't even pretend to be a computer guy. I have no idea. But I'm by the report that I referenced, it was very easy to do what they did. It's like literally like it was the easiest thing. It's in plain sight. If you know how to do it, if you're if you know what to look for, it was not difficult for them to do what they did. That's so, scary. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So if you're MGM, you may want to tighten up the belt. Tighten up the ship a little bit. Yeah. So it doesn't happen again. So this doesn't go down because this is bad, bad for everyone in Vegas, everyone across the country. And I think the number of $1 billion is not crazy for what it will cost, not just the payout, but in business. 
Man, oh man, that MGM is going to deal with. So we'll watch it. We'll keep you abreast of what's going to happen, but we think both companies paid. So it should go back to normal. We should be good going forward for this weekend. It's, everything should be okay. If you have someone coming to Vegas this weekend, it should be, it should be okay right. for this weekend. Uh, yesterday on his coach's show, the head coach of Colorado state, Jay Norvell, a guy who I got to know pretty well in his days of being an offensive coordinator in the big 12 to coach prime. He was speaking not to Deion Sanders. He was speaking to the co-host of his coach's show, but he was live on the radio. He was live on on the internet. There's video of this out in which he said, after watching Deion's press conference, quote, when I talk to grownups, I take off my hat and glasses or take my hat and glasses off. Excuse me. Huh? Buffs are now minus 23 and a half on Saturday. (laughs) Man. Fair to go at. Dion, do you like, I love it because I love rivalries in college football. So I think it's phenomenal. I mean, what's wrong with talking to somebody with glasses and a hat on? We do it every day here. We do, but it's in a press conference setting. It's a different, different setting. (sighs) The days of having a radio show and thinking that you're just talking to your No, he said it. He couched it by saying, I don't care if they hear this in Boulder. Right. He, he said it to get the headline. Jay Norvell wanted the headline to be out. This That's is not awesome. Like, man. This is not like, I didn't know what, I mean, I didn't mean to do that. No, he yeah. knew what he was doing. He wanted this headline. Well, good. That's good because now he got the interest up in the game. Again, that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. That's, but did he get Dion's attention? I don't question. think so. Do you think Dion cares? Yes. You think Dion cares about this? Yes. I think you're wrong. I think it's bulletin board material. I would. I really. Yes. I think the Buffaloes were going to win by 30 anyway. Yeah. So, like, you know, I I tweeted it too this morning and I saw it. I I chuckled at it because I can't wait for the content space to go. Now you got to lay 23 and a half. Yeah. Because the coach talked and did this and did that. There's. Both things are independent of each other. And nobody's moving a line on the fact that the Colorado State coach. No, but people are betting it, which is moving the line. No. Just that people can bet it all they want. They did they bet it last week. All these people. Yeah, but it's 24 at DraftKings right now. It was 22 and a half at open. It's 24 at DraftKings right now. People are betting this up. People are betting the over. Now, why are they betting the over? I don't know. But they could be betting the over because of what has been said publicly by Jay Norvell. Public doesn't move the line. No, the pros could I mean pros. I've seen professionals say that, you know, in rivalry games, if one coach has the ability to stick the knife in, I'm going to bank on that coach being able to do that or wanting to do, to do that. They're yeah. not going to stop. They'll, I mean, it's a rivalry game. If you want to announce your presence in the state of Colorado, go beat the Rams by 40. They got Oregon on deck next week. They do. Much bigger game. I can guarantee you that Dion's going to just play the game the way it plays out. If they're winning and he wants to win by more and he can, he's going to let those kids play, have a good right. time, build right. up stats. That's fine. Right. He'll, that's that, and that's the point. Is that the conversation? The Jane Norvell point may be. You can say whatever he wants. I just let my kids go out and play. I'm not going to pull them off you. I'm just going to let them go ahead and beat you to a pulp. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I wouldn't bet off of it. No, I, I don't think it has any no, impact on the game. I wouldn't. I Telling everybody. And again, it makes the handshake. The only thing it does, it makes the handshake at the end of the game fun. <laughs> That's it. Well, I think there's probably a mutual respect between these two. But Jay Norvell, do you think, from what I've heard, has a pretty good reputation. I don't think he's poking. I mean, like, is he poking the bear? Yes, he's sick and he's sick of being asked about Deion Sanders. He just basically said the guy's disrespectful. He said he doesn't talk to grownups the right way. He said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and glasses off. That's fine. Some guys can take their hat and glasses off and talk. And other guys will take their hat and put different glasses on very nice flashy right. so what are you saying he, what, he, what he's well, saying what is, does is, it matter he's saying it matters who's saying it jay norvell is saying it matters the pop the writers and stuff are so all he said was when i talk to grown-ups i take my hat wait, and glasses wait, wait. Off. dave hold on wait did you hear the clip you gotta go listen to the clip the clip is pretty clear he's not saying it like you're saying it you say he was saying it with an edge he said i don't care if they hear me in boulder when i talk to grown-ups i take my hat and glasses off He's not okay. saying it nicely. He's saying it as a Dion is a disrespectful human being, is what he's saying. He's not conducting himself as class. That. He didn't say that. He what? He didn't say that. If Did you say, say I don't care if they hear it in Boulder, I, which is where Colorado is. Okay. He's he talking about Dion Sanders. Right. So it's not a complimentary conversation. He's not saying it to compliment anyone. He's saying, saying it to it's smack a compliment Dion. anybody, but he's not saying it directly saying it to disparage them either. Really? Yeah. You, you see that? this as just a comment. You don't see this as, as being disparaging to Deion Sanders at all. I don't, I don't see it as being as big of a deal as everybody's making it. It doesn't is, have an effect th on the those line. Are two different. Those are two different conversations. The conversation okay. about does it affect the game? I'm with you. I agree. But to say that this is not a shot at Dion, I totally disagree. This is a direct shot. He even couched it by saying, I don't care if they hear me in Boulder. He wanted this headline. Jay Norvell wants to stir the pot. He's trying to get either attention for CSU or to get his kids riled up or just to piss off Dion, one of the two, and say, that's how they do it. This is how we do it, which is basically textbook in-state rivalry for college football. Differentiate yourself. We're the classy I guarantee program. You that Dion does not give two cacas about any of it. This is for the fan bases. Okay. But like he didn't say it. He didn't use those words. Everybody can draw their own conclusion. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree with you because if Dion you Sanders after game part. one, Dion Sanders went directly at an ESPN reporter and told him, I read, I read all your bull junk and what you wrote. Dion's a very, he has very right now. Rabbit ears are up for Deion Sanders. So I disagree with you. I, I hope they're up in two weeks when they play USC. I hope they're sure. up. Right. They're I don't think it come, I don't think, I'm with you. I don't think it affects the line or the game on Saturday. I'm with you on that point. I think That's, the buffs are going to roll over CSU. They're going to beat him easily. Name your score type of game. It's about Jay Norvell laying. I think he's drawing a line in a to say, look at that's the way they run their program. We are a classier program than they are which is a very typical way you and the media are saying that. No, not saying he, he said when he, when he talks to grownups, I take my hat and glasses off. That's a direct quote. What does he that mean? Say all the other stuff you're saying, you are drawing that conclusion. That's what the media does. It's fabulous.
That's that. It's, it's what the media. It's, I don't understand how you don't see that for what it is. If you heard the clip, if you heard him, what he said in the way he said it, it's pretty clear. He is directing it to, you know, straight at Deion Sanders to draw a line between Colorado and Colorado state. That's the purpose of this comment. Maybe he is. Maybe he's he not. wants to know. separate himself and say that if you want your kid to go play for Dion, that's fine. We're going to conduct things differently. That's a mom. This is a mom and dad clip. This is him <laughs> talking to, to parents. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if he needs to do that this day and age. They don't need to. I mean, that doesn't Ooh, that doesn't matter to kids that are going to go to school there. Like, is yes. does he think that that's going to help him recruiting? Yes, hundred percent. A hundred. If you don't like Dion Stick. If you don't like what he's pushing, at, and there's a lot of parents who do not, a lot of parents oh, are buttoned sure. up. Yeah, a lot of parents. A lot of parents are very strict. They want their kids to go to to go basically a yes sir no ma'am type of school. That's not what Dion's doing. Dion's kid was out bad mouthing Matt Rule before the game in at, for Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, Dion's son went to the head coach of Nebraska and started running his mouth at the head coach of Nebraska. At certain schools, when I was in the SEC, if that had gone on, you would see fathers grab their kids by the back of the neck and say, what the hell are you doing? You don't speak to an adult like that. You're 18 years old. There are some parents that really do believe in the strict nature of you are respectful to older people and to coaches. Well, I think that's a, that's, you should be that way in society. Dion's kids not. That's my point. Jay Norvell is trying to have a different that we do things differently here. We are the Rams. We are representing ourselves in a different way than what they're doing at Colorado. It, he has to do it because he's not getting the same level of talent. He's not going to win like Dion's going to win. Cloud MB3 just came in the chat and said, does anyone else just now learning who the head coach of Colorado State is because of this segment? He's right. And that's a, another reason why he's doing it. It's a great point. Jay Norvell. Now look at if you're a big 12 fan, you know who Jay Norvell is. Jay Norvell had a lot of success with Bob Stoops. He was the office coordinator for Bob Stoops in Oklahoma. Jay Norvell's been bounced around. He was a coach in Nevada for a little while. Remember him, uh, if you're a local person here in Vegas, you know, he coached up, they call it UNR, at, in, in state rivalry. Right. He was up there for a bit. Now he's at Colorado State. He left Nevada in very, you know, if you want to talk about class or you would bring this up, the way he left Nevada for Colorado State was not well received up there. They were pretty pissed off with the way he left. So that would be a pushback on Jane Ravel's character, but I can't wait for this game. I, I couldn't wait for the game anyway, because I love in-state rivalries. Now I can't wait to see <laughs> the handshake after the game's going to be awesome to see how the two guys. I just want to watch the game. I mean, both pre-game big networks are going there. Yep. You'd have never done that before. Never. Well, no, they, they, they've done it before, but not for a game like this. Not at Boulder. Yeah, this is not With a game. Colorado and Colorado. This is not, yeah, not one versus two. We've seen floor, We've seen is, Fox Sports and ESPN both go when it's one, two, or one, right, four. When it's Alabama yes, right, or when right, it's, right. you know, Georgia. Yeah, or Not when know, it's Colorado State, State, Colorado, right. What do they call the game? Is there a name for the game? For this, for Colorado, Colorado State? Yeah, I don't actually don't know. If it, it's got to be some name for it, right? Washington, Washington State, Apple Cup, Oregon, Oregon State. Is, oh, maybe a is, local. Oh, I don't know. It's a civil war. If there's a, yeah, a, a name What's for the it? name of Colorado, know. Colorado State. Is, is there an actual name of that football game? I don't know. Do they play for anything? Yeah. Raider Nation yeah. said Dion will stop coaching in college football when his son graduates anyway. You think that's the case? Which, well, I mean, which son, I guess, because he's got two. So, so they, does one stay an extra year and one leave? I don't know. I think Dion wants to coach in the SEC. 
think Deion Sanders wants to go down there and prove it and stick has it to everybody. Has he that out loud or is that you drawing that conclusion? He has talked. He said, if you go watch the 60 minutes interview for Deion Sanders, he basically said, I have to go to Colorado to prove to the blue bloods. I can do it. And so he wants to go to a marquee program. He wants to win a national championship to stick it to everybody who said he couldn't do it. That's what I think he wants to do. I think he leaves Colorado when his sons are no longer eligible, but he could leave earlier than that too and bring them with them. Oh, <laughs> he could leave in a year. He, he absolutely. I mean, after this year, he could leave. There's no debate in my mind that Deion Sanders could be coaching in the ACC next year. What? I don't know. Hundred percent, I think it's possible. He could be. He could go down there and grab a hold of a. I think he ultimately will wind up back in the South. And if I was an SEC school, if I was, I said it before, they won't do it. But if I was Kentucky, or if I was a program in the SEC that was kind of middling Mississippi State, I am a hundred percent hiring Deion Sanders and giving him whatever amount of money I got to pay him. Him in the SEC would be unbelievable. Oh man, I don't know if that's ready to. I don't know. It's Lane Kiffin on steroids. I don't know if you have to do it in the SEC. Why do you have to do it in the SEC? Either the Big Ten or the SEC, because they're the only two conferences that are going to matter soon. I don't know. He does it here in the Big 12 and can establish going to the championship or the playoff. He's not in the Big 12. He's not in the Big 12. Next year. Okay, he's got to go. Does he want to be there? I'm saying he can leave. He can leave. He's going to leave. He leaves the elite. They're going into the Big Twelve, but he could leave and be like, "I'm out. I'm, I'm going somewhere else. I'm going to go to a Big Ten school. I'm going to go to an SEC school." <laughs> Raider Nation said Saban's replacement. That's well. I mean, there are some people. I'm not kidding you. If you listen to Bama Radio, there are some people who are saying that. What? 100. percent That's not a crazy comment. There are what? Bama, there are Bama fans that are saying that to go get Dion. That that's who go get Deion Sanders. Yes, it's insanity, but there are. I mean, that's an insane fan base. Oh my goodness! It, it, look, Alabama. If I'm Auburn, though, holy crap! I'm all in on Deion Sanders. If I'm Auburn, not even I. I wouldn't even blink. If I am Auburn, I have a chance to hire Deion. I hire Deion Sanders tomorrow to coach my football program at Auburn. You got to be the anti, whatever the opposite of the big boy is. Be the other side of it. Now you're making sense. Now you're making sense. Go to Auburn. Go to a program that needs something. <laughs> Remember, that's what happened when Cam Newton was there. When right. you had you had something different. You had a, a, a different type of player, a different type of program. And Alabama had a tough time. I mean, that was a really tough. I mean, Bama fans were losing the Iron Bowl. So I, that's what I mean. I, I think Dion could be very quick. To leave. It's just a matter of what he does. We're seeing it with Tez Walker. Okay. The second transfer is not being well received by the NCAA. So his kids who have gone from Jackson State to now Colorado, that second transfer, they could sit a year. And that might not be what Dion's cool with. He may not want his son to sit for a year. Ross Randall just asked, Where did Dion go to school? He went to Florida State. Mm-hmm. So Florida State has a coach. Mike Norvell's not going anywhere at Florida state no. and they're having a very good season. So I think yeah. that would be difficult to have him go yeah. there, yeah. but Florida. Stop. I mean, stop. What do you mean? Stop Florida. Absolutely. 
Billy Napier is not a good coach. He's not doing well at Florida at all. Not recruiting well at Florida. A hundred percent him in the swamp. Are you serious? Dion would destroy down there in Florida. Wow. Okay. <laughs> or Miami. That's why I said the ACC. Miami is the school he should go to. Oh, you want to bring back the U. All of it. That's Holy him. crap. You want to talk about a program oh. that, that is that embodies oh. that Dion swagger. Oh, put him at Miami in the ACC. Let him go bonkers. He will go and recruit the entire city. Every single kid in that town will go on and play for Dion Sanders. Shit. I might move there myself. There's two States in the country that you can recruit just in-state kids and win the national championship, Texas and Florida, California too. I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so. No, I, I mean, California to the most part, but I think Texas and Florida, both, defensively, I think you'd have a tough time with California. You have to go outside. You can get running backs in California and quarterbacks in California. But I think offensive linemen, defensive linemen, you need to be going out, out of state to grab them. Holy crap. I'm thinking of the U with Dion coaching, the swagger back, forget about it. Oh, my God. It might be fast. I don't think Dion's going to stay long in Colorado. Again, go watch the 60 Minutes interview. He basically says, I have to go here to prove it that I can do this. And if I prove I can do this, I can go anywhere I want. He doesn't want to be in the cold. He hasn't Sebast- gone through It's just Sebastian Anthony came in and said it's called the Centennial Cup. Interesting. That's why no one knows it. That's <laughs> a very bit of bad name. I never. I didn't know that until just right now. Thank the you. Centennial Cup. That's not a good name by any means. Uh, okay. This is just an optics conversation. I, I'm a big fan of this kid for Iowa. Nico Raganini. Italian kid. Okay. Hard-nosed, Wes Welker type, you know, slot receiver. Hard-nosed guy. Sticks his nose in. will block. Do everything you want to do. Okay. He was pissed off after the Seahawks game. And he was right. He did get past. He did. It was pass interference. He should have. A flag should have come out. It did not come out. He then ranted after the game about the officials. He had to come with a public apology saying, I want to apologize for my public criticism of Saturday's officiating. I am a competitive person and player. My comments reflected my passion for the game. And I apologize for my choice language. The Big Ten issued a pretty good reprimand for the kid. He's not going to miss any time. I bring this up only because gamblers bet and bitch about officiating in calls all the time. Nonstop. Iowa Iowa kids can't talk about officiating. Like you just, you got to stay away from it because it just looks bad. It's a bad look. Oh, because of what just happened. Because of the gambling side of things, oh, you just can't oh, oh, do it. Oh. You sound like, even though you're a player, the automatic pushback is, "We're like, why do you care that much? Like, why, wh- why were you so upset? Like, what did you, did you have, did you bet the over, the under? Did you, like, why were you so mad? Why were you swearing after the game to a reporter? They don't. Do you think he was thinking about that at all? I do not. No, I'm just saying there's a bad. But now look do to we it. have to have somebody in that room to remind them about that? I would hope so. Say, guys, right now, don't talk about officiating publicly anywhere. Iowa State, Iowa, stop it. We've lost. Your teammates have lost eligibility. They're not here because of their gambling. What they've done. People are going to draw conclusions that may or may not be there. Don't do that. Shut up. Doesn't look good. <laughs> 
I don't, I think you're getting, you might be making a leap that's a little bit long. It's the first thing I thought of when I saw, when I saw the reprimand come down. First thing I thought was, oh, what is like the reprimand? Game. Did he get suspended for a no, game? It's a verbal reprimand, but he said it publicly. The first thing I thought after seeing Oh, it's he, a verbal? Yeah, it's nothing bad. It's just to, just to say, just basically tell him to shut up. Don't talk anymore, basically. Did you ever work at a place where they went through the steps with the, with the reprimands? Like there's a process, like the first instance of something, you get a warning, then you get a verbal, and then you get a written, and then you have a meeting, and then if you get to the fifth one, you're fired. Did you Radio- ever get a verbal? Yeah, oh, I got many verbals. Yes, I, I, I only got. I think I only got one, one written up rep. I only, I think, I think I only got written up once in, in my radio career. I think I only got one thing that went in my my quote permanent record. But I got verbal reprimand a lot. <laughs> yeah, ver- ver- verbally, yes, that was the verbals. The verbals were always fun. Yeah, I like they'd come with this piece of paper. There's a you know we had a real one time we had a a stretch for a while in the book, a very meticulous HR person that was constantly used to say, I thought human resources meant you were here for us. You're here to fire us. You're here to yes. get us. Every one of you are full of shit. To protect. Like, yeah, you're there you to can't protect say the that. No, I can't. I, I just did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so I would, they would send these written verbals or written warnings. Like, you know, we had to sign the paper that we acknowledged. It. Right. That I, right? I received write the, down yeah. your side of the story and sign it. I would write down, I didn't even fucking read this and sign <laughs> it. Send it back, put it in your file. What are you doing? Like, I don't think anybody needs to specifically say, can't talk about the officials because then they're gonna draw the fact that we had a gambling scandal here and all this other stuff. But I think someone needs to say just in the room. Uh, keep your thoughts about the refs to yourself. Don't give the media anything because then yeah, it takes Kevin. I, I'm not joke. saying he was thinking about gambling when he said it. I'm saying I thought it me. It's a bad look. Yeah. Had multiple players from Iowa and Iowa state who have been kicked off the team. Six of them pled guilty to gambling, underage gambling. Yeah. The starting quarterback lost his eligibility at Iowa state. For for betting what six hundred dollars, okay? Yes, this is a bad look for Iowa Iowa State. This stink is going to follow the programs around. This does not go away just because the kids are off the program. And you know what? The investigation in Iowa, I've been told, is not over. They're still oh. looking. Okay, this is not done. They're still looking for evidence of other players, basketball players, baseball players. They're not done. More football players. So, yes, <laughs> do not talk about officiating if you're Iowa or Iowa State, coaches or players, because the first thought I had was, well, that's a bad look. <laughs> you sound like Jimmy at the end of the bar. Now, for Iowa's game, how about this line? 28 and a half with the total being 42 and a half. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I remember ever seeing it like this. I, it's, I mean, like you see it, you see like minus 48 and a half and 56, like when it's that high. Okay. You're basically betting that the other team is going to score or not. I've seen that with a total of 42 and a half. How in the hell, what kind of math problem you got? Well, you got 28 and a half. That's, this is unique. You don't usually see it like this. 30 to three. Is that what we're talking about? Is that the the math? Who's WMU? Western Michigan. 
All right. It's a max cool. future reference when you refer to Western Michigan. Probably put West Mish or something. I, <laughs> There's only like one WMU. WMU in the country, Dave. What? Only one WMU. Is there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know of. Let's see here. All right. I might just double check and see where this line has moved. Gone. West, we got to be the only show in America talking about Western Michigan and Iowa. And if you are talking about it and you heard about the line and the total, just mention <laughs> that you heard it here on the BVB, please. All right, 42 is the total, solid 28 or 28 and a half. Yep. What the hell is the team total for Western Michigan? Is it up? Uh, I haven't seen if it is up. Hold on, let me see. By the way, everyone, you guys in the brigade practice service, you guys are loving minus six tonight. You guys, it's like catnip for you guys. You can't you can't turn away from it. The guys in the chat, the girls in the chat, that's we got a pretty even uh breakdown of it. We we got People went Vikings and Eagles, and Eagles then Vikings, Vikings, Eagles. So it was pretty split when we did it in the chat. We'll do it after Donnie comes on and gives you his analysis of the game. Team total for nine and a half? Six and a half. Oh, God. <laughs> Six and a half. Oh, we're saying we ain't getting a touchdown. We might only get two field, two field goals. goals. Yep. But if we get close enough and we get a touchdown, we go over that number. I mean, look at this. Iowa's defense is the best unit of their team. 100%. Although the punter may be the best unit. The <laughs> punting fair. unit may actually be the best unit. <laughs> That's but it's fair. close. That's fair. We'll ask the chat. Western Michigan, team total six and a half. How many of you dare to say over? Bet over. <laughs> I don't think anybody. I bet over. It's got to be three, three field goals. Over. Three. <laughs> Three field goals. Not only do you have to have three opportunities to kick a field goal, you got to uh, make, make all three. Yes. Western Michigan makes all three. Let's go. Broncos, right? Western Michigan Broncos. <laughs> but you got to bet under this number, don't you? I mean, you have to bet under, right? 42 and a half. You got to bet. I mean, Iowa's not scoring 35 points. No. How the hell are they scoring 35 points? They're not scoring. They're not scoring 35 points. This is an under. This is an under. I'd rather under. bet the game under than lay the 28 and a half. Amen to that. 100%. How in the hell? They haven't scored 28 points yet, have they? Either nope. game? 24 points both times, right? For oh, Iowa? Man. Uh, let me see. CBW said WMU got a 75 yard run against Syracuse, and that was it. One break. One break. And they get a touchdown and get over this team total. Yeah, but this, they scored 35 points on the road, 48-7. What the, yeah, 48-7 is what they got against Syracuse. All we would need is one one of those. <laughs> just need one of those. Syracuse just routed Western Michigan 45-7. They did. 48-7. 48-7. Sorry. 48-7. Yeah. Foul score. They scored uh, against St. Francis PA. They scored 35, though, <laughs> if that matters to you. St. Francis, PA. St. Francis is that's a that's a school where a lot of kids that I went to school with go go to school there. St. Francis, PA. Um, wow. I don't yeah, know. Over to or left. under the team total. I say over team total game under. Over to Western Michigan team total. Over 31 I'm seven to final. Over I'm calling it. Iowa 7 final. Iowa 38 to 7. 38 it's to seven. Over. Yeah. I said, I, said, I said 31 seven for that. That's why it stays going. under. Okay. Stays under Vandy's only minus four and a half here on Saturday. Rebels live to beat an sec school. Oh, it's a low number here. Times that game. 
Don't know. Four o'clock our time. Oh. Should head over. Might need good to. seats available. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> For this game, yes. Good yeah. seats are available. Yes. Four o'clock. Yes. Oh, Pitt, West Virginia is at 430. I'm going to oh. watch that game. It's a much better game. Yeah. Uh, are they live? Why not? Why not? Stunned. I'm stunned at this number. I mean, how many points can you lay with Vandy and feel comfortable? I mean, it's still the SEC against the Mountain West. It's still like, I mean. Oh, let's see here. I find that to be, I mean. Holy this, crap. Look at this. I just hit refresh on my screen. Right. Circa right now is at five and a half. Okay. So the it's rest of up. the market is at four and a half and four. Oh, okay. So Circa has said today on Thursday, we're going to go find that point. Dog money. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Vandy and Vandy lost thirty six twenty at Wake. They uh, they beat Hawaii in the first game thirty five twenty eight. They beat is that Alabama A and M, Alabama A and M, and from Huntsville, Alabama. There you go. They beat Alabama A and M forty seven thirteen. Then lost to Wake on the road. That's UNLV's Vandy? couple. Yeah, no, at Wake. Vandy lost at Wake, 36-20. And then UNLV lost 35-7 to Michigan last week. They beat Bryant in the opener. Chris Otto, welcome to the chat, sir. He said he took the SATs at St. Francis. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Um. So Vandy's what? One and one? Two and one. Two and one. Their season win total was three and a half. I believe. Was it that low? Wow. I think it was three and a half. This was one of the ones I think was yes. counted as a win. Yeah, obviously. This would be a nice upset for UNLV. Be a month for Odom, for Coach Odom to get this, get an SEC scalp. Yeah. Huge. Yep. They play Kentucky at home next week. Vandy does. And then Missouri at home the week after. My goodness. They play a run of at Florida, home for Georgia, at Ole Miss, home for Auburn, at South Carolina, at Tennessee. That's why they it was three. They don't win wins. one game of that. That's why it was a three and a half. They don't win one game of that stretch. Say that again. Yikes. After they play Kentucky. Bros, snap your fingers. Come back. Come on. Look at that face right there. What is he looking at? One, two, blood. Awesome. All right, now you're back. Now I'm back. Uh after they play Kentucky and Missouri, yep, they go at Florida, mm-hmm. home for Georgia, Mm-mm. at Ole Miss, Mm-mm. home for Auburn, at Mm-mm. South Carolina, maybe at at Tennessee. No, oh gosh, that's a zero and six stretch right there. Yes, so that's why if you have an over over three and a half ticket, they better beat UNLV, and then they got to beat either Kentucky or Missouri at home to get over. Which. Kentucky or Missouri, they might be dogs. They'll be dogs in both games. The dogs against Kentucky for sure, but dogs in both games. Oh, I see Tyler in the chat. Tyler, you can put up the lines for the next those games. I know you have your model already done. Um, I don't think they win another game if they win this game. Nah, they win. They may win one or more of those, but maybe that's it. Kentucky, Missouri, maybe Tennessee is down to six and a half against Florida. How about what's, this? What's the Gator love coming in? I'm I disagree with this. Mm. I like Taking the a Vols. number, right? They're just getting it off seven. I guess. 
Give me, give me Tennessee. This is a four o'clock game too. Mm-hmm. So this is, is this the big game of the weekend? It, it's the one of the big games. Anyway, this is one of the big games in my opinion. Yes. But Florida is caca. No, it's a bad, it's a bad, this is a bad stretch of game of for week three. This is not great for college football, but I, I'm interested in this game. This used to be an awesome rivalry. They, these two teams used to hate each other. Mm. Yeah, but Florida's is not what Florida has been. No, not even close. Look, they lost 24-11, their opener to Utah. It looked they like beat, crap. Yeah, they won 49-7 last week against McNeese. Is that right? That's McNeese State. McNeese yeah, State. Yep, against All them. Right. So they're 1-1. One one. The Vols are 2-0. They put up 49 on Virginia and 30 on uh, Austin, Austin P. Uh, let's ask the chat. Let's get the chat in here. Yeah, I think Milton has a Tennessee minus six and a half. Gators plus six and a half. Who you got? I think we get a deluge of Tennessees. Yeah, and I think they're, they'll be right. I mean, I look, Florida's at home, so that's definitely what I mean. Tennessee going to the swamp is never an easy place to play. Volunteer fans would tell you they've seen many. It's a house of horrors for them, but I think Tennessee wins the game. We're going to have the doctor's parlay tomorrow. I reached Woo-hoo, out to the go. doctor this morning. I said um, the people were asking about the doctor's parlay. He can't wait, but he said there's a lot of to pick from with all these ACC and SEC home dogs. Home dogs, yeah, it's a lot. He loves them. In week three, him and Nikki the Blade both they love, love these teams. Uh, Donnie Wrightside will join us here in a couple of minutes once Excellent. he cl- once he clicks in. But before we get to that, uh, Washington is. Laying 16 and a half after Michigan State fired their head coach. Do you want Michigan State? No, I think Washington's going to absolutely. I can't believe it's only 16 and a half. I can't believe it's just low. It feels too light to me. But listen, it's at Michigan State. It is. So how high can you make this number? You can't go past 17. You don't need to. 17 right now is a good number. Okay. There's one place on planet Earth that I see sitting on 17. Everyone else is a 16 and a half. Is it going 16. up to 17 or down to 17? Down uh, is, is that number? Circus at 17 right now. Do they get to there or do they go from 17? Oh, no, no. It, it opened 16. So it's good. They're up to 17. Okay. Yes. I would bet this. I mean, I, you I think would take 17 or lay 17. I'd lay 16 and a half. On the road? Yeah. Washington's going to kill him. Penix is going to kill him. What? They are going to they are going to run oh, circles around them. What are you oh, playing for here, Washington? I mean, the, the whole coaching staff, everyone's going they all they're all gone. They all know it. Tucker's out. He's not coming back. Everybody in that place is going to get fired. Every coach there knows their job's over. They got to go their wife, their kids, their family. You know, think about being a a line a line coach at Michigan State. You walk into work, you're thinking, all right, we got to get ready for this big game, top 25 game team, top 10 team coming in. Michael Penix, hey, coach is out. What? What? C- coach is out. What do you mean? Yeah, um, he was doing something he really shouldn't have been doing. Investigation's been going on, and we're, we're, we're all, we're, he's fired. He's not coming back. They're going to, the new coach is going to come in next year and you have to go home and tell your wife and kids, hey, we, hey, we, we got to sell the house. We're moving again. This is the life of a coach. Right. It's really hard. It's really difficult. And now you're going to have 
a game against Michael Penix Jr. and that receiving core coming into town at Michigan State, they're going to get run off the field. <sighs> stat stuffer game for, my, for Michael Penix Jr. Heisman Trophy type of game, you know, put up on the stat sheet when he's talking about the Heisman. How many points Michigan State going to score? 10. Total's 55 and a half. Because I think, well, I mean, okay. 45-10? That's a more of an indictment on Washington's, excuse me, on Washington's defense than anything else. Oh, man. That total seems too high. That seems like that should be an under. Let's see what we got for team totals here. Michigan State scored 45 against Richmond and 31 against Central Michigan. So, I mean, maybe that's why they think they're scoring. But 56 against Boise, 43 against Tulsa for Washington so far. Penix has nine, almost 900 yards passing, eight touchdowns, one pick. Mm. I like Washington's what, their, their team total over more. Uh, no. Yeah, because I don't know about Washington's defense. Right. Mm. Which is not great. I mean, they gave up 19 to Boise and 10 to Tulsa. Right. I don't know. I think Washington kills them personally. I don't think I don't think it's going to be close. All right. Let's go back talking a little bit about the NFL. Let's has Donnie come on the show not in from the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was the last time I believe Donnie was available to join us. Mm. Yeah. One one Mr. Mm. Donnie Wright side. Put from, him in a big box. From, there he is. Yeah. Joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. Donnie, Matt, and Dave, how are you? Look, let me just get that in there. You know, let's boy, Donnie. Bygones. As a where's fan, your, I come on the show having some fun. Where's your sport coat? Why don't you have the sport coat? Yeah. <laughs> Look, don't let word get out. I'm not wearing a sport coat right now because I might not be seen on the airwaves again. So keep that on the hush hush. Well, this isn't can, a public show, is it? Cam can wear the can, the, the golf shirt. Wait, so I'm I'm going to start trying to adopt the the sports grid golf shirt. Right? If, if mm-hmm. I'm not going to wear, if I'm not wearing a jacket. I mean, yeah, I grew I up in the golf shirt. Yeah. And then yeah, all of a sudden I, it got changed over to a sport coat and away we go pretty soon. Suit and ties. Who knows? <laughs> oh boy. Don't even start with that. Please. No, no not, not interested. No, just, all right. So everyone's on your team tonight, Donnie. You're worried about that. Everyone loves the Eagles tonight. Any concerns? Well, here's a, uh, yeah. I, I, I think the Eagles win the football game, but the least thing I'm looking forward to is laying the six and a half with the Eagles tonight. I think there's a lot of really good props. I think we get points scored tonight. I think Kirk Cousins, even though it's prime time, does have a solid game. I think the Eagles offense bounces back, but I'm not running to the window to lay six and a half with the Philadelphia Eagles. That's for sure. Are you looking at the total? You you mm-hmm. introduced me when me, you and Kevin started doing the show together yeah. every day with the team totals with the baseball. Mm-hmm. It's a fun yeah. bet. Yep. Team totals, anything pop up to you today or a specific prop or two that you want to mention for the people? Yeah, uh, team total for the Philadelphia Eagles, not full game, but how about this first half, 13 and a half? It is a little bit juicy here, but th- I think they scored twice in the first half. Also, another fun bet here, if you're looking at prop bets, which deals with both teams here, it's a plus 100. Each team to score a touchdown in each half, one for the Eagles in the first half and the second half, one for Minnesota in the first half and the second half, a way to get involved on both sides. Because I do think Minnesota is going to move it, but from an Eagles perspective, this team is really good on offense. Circumstances last week, a couple interceptions, short field. You yeah. sort of sit on the football, waiting yeah. for the Patriots to come back. That ain't happening tonight, Dave. They're going to go up and down the field. What? 
Uh, are you at all concerned? Gainwell is out, obviously, but three mm-hmm. defensive players. Cox is oh, questionable, yeah. but two guys in the secondary are out against Justin Jefferson in this passing attack for the Vikings. It did not really look great last week. Any concern the Vikings have a big bounce back spot here tonight in this game? Not only is high scoring, but the Vikings win the game. I'll tell you the tough part about that is, Matt, because if this was different circumstances, meaning the Philadelphia Eagles were on the road on a Thursday night, I'd be really worried about the Eagles. Because for me, when you're throwing in handicapping outside the box things, the numbers never stack up and say, well, how does that Thursday night feel? The first thing I check on every schedule release that comes out is to make sure, and usually I look at the Eagles first, that they have the home Thursday night game because of how big of importance that is. Last week doesn't matter. Both the teams coming in on the even schedules. But now you take a look as Minnesota lost at home last week. Now has to go on the road quick week here only four days to get ready maybe a banged up tackle maybe your center is out at this point but it does bring up a good point if minnesota is going to attack the philadelphia eagles it's not running the football with madison 30 times tonight it's letting it rip saying hey if we catch lightning in a bottle which justin jefferson went for about a buck 50 in the first half last week that's how you beat the eagles beat them on the outside with rookie cornerbacks how big are these injuries that we keep hearing about donnie with the with the eagles it sounds like, I mean, you could see the move because the number was seven and a half. Any eights disappeared immediately, seven and a half down yeah. to seven. The books get through to seven to the six, six and a half number now. Is this because of injuries or, or should we be concerned from the Eagles point defensively? I don't think so. But also, when you take a look at last week with the Eagles, were they ultra impressive? No, but they got the win. And from an odds perspective, they were favored by three and a half at game time. They won by five points. They did their job. But the public always expects more, and so do the fan bases here. But if you're looking for a matchup, let's just say Justin Jefferson wasn't on the Minnesota Vikings. You go, okay, we got Slay back there, and they'll be just fine anyway. Just cover whatever wide receiver they have. You talk about maybe the best wide receiver in football that they're going to try to match him up as many times as they possibly can on a rookie cornerback in Job on the outside. And also keep in mind, Slay's not one of those guys. There's very few cornerbacks in the NFL that go, you know what? I'm going to go one-on-one with this wide receiver the entire game. He doesn't do that because technically it wouldn't make any sense because you're trying to save up and big spots, third down, maybe you rotate it through. But also, Minnesota's no dummies here. They'll have Justin Jefferson lined up in the slot on the left, on the right. They're going to use those advantages there. It's just a matter of the Eagles front four can get home in this football game and force Kirk Cousins into so many turnovers. Remember last year? Second game of the year, primetime Monday Night Football, Kirk Cousins, three touchdowns. I think just about two, two or at least two of them were interceptions in the end zone here. So you expect turnovers when you get Kirk Cousins out there. That's fair. And look, Fletcher Cox, I think that that's one point. Uh, he's questionable. Yeah. He's more of a run stopper than a rushing in the quarterback, even though he can get to the quarterback at times. He's a big piece, though. I, I think if he doesn't play tonight, I think that's a big loss for that Eagles defense. But I, I do like the over in, in the game tonight. Yeah. Where are you on the future for the Jets now minus Aaron Rodgers? Do you feel like they got something in the kid, the second pick overall from a couple of years ago? Or do you think this is going to be a really rough year for the Jets now that their quarterback is out? Matt, on the early line, Ben and I talked about this, which it's a great comment you bring up here because I use two terms. Either you get closure or clarity. And what I meant by that is clarity being, okay, he's a good football player. And when Aaron Rodgers comes back, he can be the backup. He's young enough where maybe in two or three years he can be the starter. Or you get closure. This guy stinks. We always knew he stinks. The book is now closed and he can't play anymore. So we don't have any qualms letting him go. But also from a betting perspective, they will like this too. You know me. Like He goes down. I'm not looking at the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. I go right to the Jets. And like, oh, really? Okay, now we're up to nine and a half, maybe 10 points at game time. That defense is elite. And also, 
check the game structures of the teams that are going to be playing the Jets. They come into the game going, hey, man, we got to hang 30 to beat the Jets. No, they're going, let's let the Jets beat themselves. So I would be surprised if, A, the Jets make the playoffs, or B, if, you know, Zach Wilson's a great quarterback. But I look for the other teams to go, okay, we know they have a good defense. Let's just play field control, and eventually they'll make the mistake. Cowboys by seven, you cash that ticket. Donnie, so under. So wait, so so we're betting under Cowboys Jets. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not oh. looking for an over in that game. Yeah, I, I don't. No <laughs> shot. No shot. No shot. You watched a lot of, uh, you know, you watched all the games, but Eagles specifically, mm-hmm. and you watched them against New England. Mm-hmm. New England is a three point home dog now to the Miami Dolphins. The show's mm-hmm. called Bostonia versus the Book. We talk yes. about the Patriots bullshit all the time because. Matt likes to talk about the New England sports we led today with Heim Bloom getting fired. Oh, no, tough else. scene up there. Oh, but we'll get okay. to that in a second. Yeah. It's okay. Dolphins minus three, total 46 and a half. Is that going to make the vaunted super six thing that you guys do on the early line? Or have you have you looked at that game, Donald? No, I'm telling you right now, the best bet in this game, it's one of the first things I look at, and Dave, you'll love this, team total-wise. Like, next mm-hmm. week three, I can't wait. It's like all business the rest of the season. Right now, we're, play, we're doing a hyperbole is what we think will happen. Here's right. the way I think the game plays out. You don't play the Miami Dolphins, even with Bill Belichick, and say to yourself, you know what, let's slow the game down. Let's run the football with Zeke 15 times. You might have to go toe-to-toe with Tua while they're healthy, which means if the New England Patriots think they want to win this game, they ain't winning this game, Dave, in that 20-17. to They would win this game 27-24. to Team total over for the Patriots, which was hanging around oh, yeah. right at 22 and a half. Like, like again, if, if we get 17 points, at, again, you're looking at this game from a perspective oh, of it's God. not going to be rainy weather. It's not going to be opening day. You know, Tua Tagovailoa is healthy. The, the uh, Dolphins aren't running the football. They're going to try to air it out. You can get some turnovers there, but also... I liked what I saw. You have a real offensive coordinator now in New England. You saw that make a couple of necessary adjustments. They were moving the football against the Eagles here. And you say to yourself, okay, that Eagles defense is pretty formidable. When healthy, they had some shape. And keep in mind, again, it was rainy. Come on, man. Patriots are going to get 24 points in this game. Whether they win or not, I don't know. But they're scoring. I love that bet in particular because the Patriots, I I felt like there were some – it looked like a real offense. They completed passes yes, against the Eagles secondary. There was a touchdown in the back of the end zone that was not seen last year with Mac Jones. The offensive line did a f- okay job with a couple of guys who didn't play a couple yes. of starters being out. So I I'm with you. I, I, I like that bet a lot. Where are you on teams like the giants who looked absolutely pathetic, Man. got worked on Monday. Yes. But I, I think there's something to be said for teams like the Bengals, the Steelers and the giants who looked awful in week one that might be much better in week two. Fair? Coming into the season, I looked at the Giants. Now, granted, I spent six months laughing at the contract for Daniel Jones. I don't think anybody else would have paid him five million bucks a year, let alone 40 million. But also, I thought there was some value on the Giants because I say to myself, let's take a look at last year and where they turn over to this year. Did they have a softer schedule last year? Absolutely, they did. But this year, I said, okay, if I can get competency out of Daniel Jones, if I can get Saquon Barkley back healthy and happy, which he is, we added weapons, including Darren Waller at tight end and a couple pieces on defense. And I love Brian Dable, one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. So the one thing coming in the opening night I thought I was going to get was, again, the word competency. I thought I would see the Giants come out, play smart football, not turn it over, make a couple athletic plays with their quarterback and running back and hang in there. And they got destroyed. They look terrible on every level. Special teams, offense, defense, if more any game, even forget about the three points that the Bengals scored and Joe Burrow thrown for under 100 yards. The most disappointing effort, and this includes the Steelers, 
was the New York Giants yeah. because Dallas Cowboys had 265 yards of total offense and won the game by 40 points. That means your team was just absolutely incompetent all the way through. But Matt, I know where you're going with this because you're not as bad as you look in week one. You're not going to be as bad as you look, good as look as you look in week two from week one. But just that level of getting back to normal. If they don't handle their business against the Arizona Cardinals, something is up with the Giants team. But they are the perfect bounce back spot where everybody hates them. And then they show up and win by double digits. Like what you did there, Donald. That was good. Talking about mm. bounce back spots and everything else. Yep. We're doing the show on Monday. You're doing the show every morning on mm-hmm. Sports Grid, yearly line, you and uh, Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Talk about bounce back spots. Look at this. It's nighttime in Pittsburgh behind me. Monday night, Cleveland mm-hmm. goes to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Donnie, tell the people. Please, please tell them. Please, I hope you're telling them that the Steelers are going to do something Monday night. Please. Why are you shaking your head? What? What? I'm telling you. Days before the season started, I said, you know, let me take a couple futures here in the NFL. I said, where's the value coming from? I like the Ravens. I think the Eagles have a little bit of favor there. But my favorite team, 50 to 1, not to win the Super Bowl, but I thought they could make the playoffs, and then that ticket becomes profitable. It was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett, second year, the evolution of the quarterback. You had a running back that's got some talent, solid offensive line, weapons at wideout, and a very good defense. And then there's the guy sitting over there on the sidelines that goes, hey, guys, you know whatever happens? We're not going to have a losing record. Let me bank on that. And I said opening week, I said, boy, look at this spot. Pittsburgh Steelers is going to sit there. They're going to jump the 49ers. Brock Purdy's not going to know what hit them. And as I was driving home from the Ocean's Resort after doing the show, every update was the Steelers turned it over, and here we go again. San Francisco was on the move. I love bounce back spots here. You take a look at how good Cleveland was on opening day. It is, if you're looking from week one to two, it should be the Steelers, Dave, but I can't go anywhere near them. They're injured now, wide receiver. You got Deontay that's going to go down. You take Uh a look there and say, okay, what are we doing on defense? Cam Hayward, the heart and soul of that defense. He's not going to be there. I hope they bounce back, but I'm not going to be anywhere near that game, Dave. No <laughs> shot, man. No the shot. The chat is looking for the silver lining playbook book behind you, Donnie. They're, they're like, where, where is that book? Because they're getting the vibes oh, yeah. from the movies. Die Hard Eagles. Where's Bradley Cooper? Hey, Bradley, get in here, brother. Yeah. Where is he? He lives down the street. I lives down the street. You know, yeah. There you go. All right. So everyone is taking the bills. In Survivor, oh, yeah. Donnie. This is yeah, the number too. one pick. Me too, though. Uh, me okay. too, yes. All right, so there you go. Yep. Everyone's fading the Raiders. Everyone's yep. on the Bills. The Bills lose Correct. their first game to the Jets on the kick oh. return in, in overtime. Yeah. Now they're at home. The The Vegas Raiders stayed out east. They've been practicing in, in West Virginia. They make the trek up to Buffalo a little bit later on in the week. Is this a guarantee here? Bill is winning this game. Any shot the Raiders go 2-0? I don't think so. I'm, I, but quite frankly, it was interesting too. Week number one, they played Denver. And I said to myself by midweek, I'm like, you know what? I actually think the Raiders are the better side because of how much of a mess the Denver Broncos are with injuries and Russell Wilson and the new coach trying to set the tone. But this looks like the perfect spot for the Buffalo Bills. They should be able to move the football at ease on that Vegas Raiders defense. And I thought Jimmy Garoppolo was competent, which is what you're going to need for the remaining parts of the season for the Raiders. I just don't think they match up man-to-man with Buffalo. And by the way, If this was a win and an ugly win by the Buffalo Bills, you might be looking at maybe the Raiders sneaking in there and saying, okay, let's hang around here. The vibes are still there for Buffalo. They're going to be angry this weekend. They know they made mistakes, including their quarterback, Josh Allen. Basically, I lost the game for you guys is what it came down to. Three terrible interceptions, one fumble that just can't happen. 
I think they crossed their T's and dot their I's this weekend and put on a big performance. And again, last week I went with, but with, with just about everybody else too. The Ravens, this week with Buffalo. I'm just looking to survive in a survivor pool. And so week three, we get on some more equal footing. I can't see the Buffalo Bills losing this weekend. I really can't. Last one for me, Donald, before we let you yep. go. Okay. Matt may have a, a closing question for you. I'll switch to the Phillies hat for you. Yeah. Um, because I know you're still watching baseball. Are the Phillies going to make the playoffs? Yes. Do they have a shot at winning the World Series? Because we just saw the Braves come in there and kick their asses for a couple days in a row. Please give me some good news on the on the Phillies. Like I tried with the Steelers and you and you did that. I don't even want to mm-hmm. ask you about Penn State because I know what you're going to say. You run the wide receiver room better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Give me some good Phillies news. What about the National League? Is it Braves or does anyone else have a shot? Now, look, the Braves have been kicking the Phillies' ass for quite some time now for the past couple of years. So they're used to that, and I'm used to that in Philadelphia. But if there is a silver lining here, what do you look forward to? Well, look back to last year. You go into the playoffs. Oh, no, the Braves in the band. She can't beat the Braves. The Phillies smoked the Braves in the playoffs. And also, you're going to have the Atlanta Braves that have the best record in baseball. They're going to be sitting out round number one. We know who's going to be on that same side of the bracket. It's the Phillies in round number one, catching that same momentum again and running into the Braves. And the Phillies will go into that series. Goes, Yeah, you beat us up in the regular season. But you remember when it counted in the postseason, our bats and pitching staff came alive. So if there is a lining in the clouds that you want to take with the Philadelphia Phillies, you just go back to last year and take a look. However, I don't know how you get around the Braves. Because they just find young pitchers that go out there in big spots and dominate. And Strider's back to looking like a Cy Young. And everybody in that lineup. I mean, you can tell me right now, everybody has 50 home runs. And I would believe you of how potent it is here. But again, if you look at last year, the Phillies did the same thing. Get hot at the right time. Ride that crest in the playoffs. Wind up into the World Series. Matt, Matt, I have have a quick follow-up before we let him go. This is the BVB Phillies model hat, okay? Yeah, where's mine? I mean, you leave, you get someone, everybody. I wanted to make sure, because I know Eagles colors, you you requested the Eagles colors. Would you have any interest in the maroon for the Phillies, or do you want to just go with the Eagles? I think we have to go Eagles, because I'm going to get, like, the Phillies, I might only get a week out of that thing for the playoffs. The Eagles... We got a couple more, you know, weeks obviously to go here for them. So what's it like? Get more mileage. It's three thirty in the morning every night. I don't get up at three thirty in the morning now. It's nice. I get an extra. I'm actually forcing myself to sleep until six a.m. Now it was four thirty for two and a half years, and now if you're energized, if you're refreshed, alarm goes off at six. I'm like, wow. You look. That's what it's like to sleep in. Great. That's a beautiful thing, Donnie. Good stuff, my man. Best of luck on your bets this weekend. Appreciate you coming on. All right, boys. Enjoy. Thanks, DRS. One Mr. Donnie Wrightside from Sports Grid joining brings us. Brings it, man. He brings it every time. B- brings it every time. B- Hold on everything and we're back. Okay. Love when Good you move to all the boxes. Get it right In, back. round, up and down, all around. And away we go with NFL conversations from college to pro. Rob Ninkovich on his podcast says the injury to Aaron Rodgers will end his career. He said, where the tear. Oh, no, you're completely frozen now, and your face is all discombobulated. How about this? Holy back crap. Now? Come back, please. Oh, there now you're back. back. Okay. Now we're back. All right. So Rob Nickovich said on his podcast that where the injury occurred, the fact that it happened very much, basically, it's the part of the body in which we don't know where the calf ends or the Achilles begins. 
If it happens low in the heel, it's a very easy fix. Hold on. This is the, this is the medical portion of the show. This though. is not mine. Yeah. This is, this is Rob Ninkovich. And he had a very, uh, he put up this. Did he this. have an injury like this? I don't know, but he had a document. He he had actually like pictures of how they fix. I was a good clip you sent in the rundown. I actually right? watched it. This it was pretty that. wild. So he's got this whole clip as to like how the injury gets repaired and the way they suture it and what they put to the Achilles. They put wiring on the Achilles to make it stronger to it holds that he thinks Aaron Rodgers is not going to want to go through the rehab, that it's going to be way too difficult because of where it happened, where the, where the tear, the complete tear where it happened. It's hard to talk about another man's motivation. Fair in life. It really is. Fair. I mean, we found that out. We've got some very dear messages from people and some some things. Everybody's going through something. I can't speak for Aaron Rodgers whether he wants to come back or not. I can't speak for whether he thinks it's worth it or not. But, damn, does that look painful, where that happened and where that's at. And that's going to take a lot of work. And you are closer to the end, like very much closer to the end than the beginning. If you're 25 and you haven't made all that money – and you haven't won that ring, and you haven't done all the things that he's done, you're, you, you, you're working with something to come back. He's got to work on rehabbing so he can walk without a limp the rest of his life. That's my point. Forget right? football. He's got to rehab to make sure he can just live. He's an active dude. He likes to hike and do stuff and, and go out. Like He's an active guy. Uh, an Achilles injury like that at your age, if you don't rehab it properly and come back, you know, right, or you're re-injured again, I mean, it can be permanent, oh. da- it can be permanent damage. You're going to have a problem with that leg for the rest of your life. I I thought the soundbite was, was good. I saw it and thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, why? If he comes back, he's coming back because he doesn't want to have that be the way he went out. Okay, that's but fine. I think it's a little weird to hear, not weird, but I get what the Jets are trying to do. But Robert Sala is like almost promising the Jets fans that he's not gone. Like he's not gone. D- d- don't panic. He'll be back. I promise. I promise. And it's like, Robert, you sound like you're begging. Like Aaron is not saying I'm coming back. Even on his post on Instagram yesterday, he said, I'm heartbroken. Thank you for all the support. You know, I'll be back. But what does that mean? I'll be back. He'll be back in the broadcasting booth. I mean, does he mean to be back playing NFL football? I mean, a quarterback. Our man Onler just came in to chat and said, At- athlete versus an everyday Joe is a bit different. He'll have the best rehab known to man. He will. That's true, but it's still an extremely painful rehab. I don't yeah, care. It's mental. it's mental too, but it's like, on top of it, do you want, at 39 years of age, do you want to go and have a 300-pound guy every snap trying to take your other leg out and end it? I mean, do you really want that? I mean, what's the point? What are you trying to prove? I don't know. Do you, in that same clip, Rob Nikovich said that he has two hundred million in the bank. I that would have to change somebody's mentality. I mean, if you have two hundred million in the bank. You two, you your kids, kids, kids will never have to worry about anything. Would you want to go out there and have and risk permanent damage at forty? You got 40 years left on the earth. You, you have the same like the time you spent. You got another 40 years. What are you doing in the next iteration of your life? And do you want to be dragging your foot around behind you? Cause it doesn't work. Uh, having been where I've been. No, I'm good. 
Like I'm good. I I, I want to be healthy in the golden years. I want to I, I want to give myself every shot to be healthy as I get older. Right. Um, but at the same time, if I'm playing, they had to rip that uniform off of me. They would have to rip the uniform off me. My hockey career ended because I got knocked the fuck out. I was reaching for a puck. I got nailed blindsided, face first onto the ice, 150 stitches in my face. I put a finger through my chin. And I don't remember any of it. I had a concussion. And my mom and dad told a story because they came up to watch because it was a playoff series. And uh, they said... (laughs) You know, when you came off the ice, you just kept saying, I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for this shit. That was my fifth year of college. It was my last year of playing, like organized. I, I love to play, but I had to get knocked out. To, I would have tried. I tried out for professional roller hockey league in Pittsburgh. I wanted to keep playing. I get it if he wants to keep playing, but not at the expense of walking with a limp the rest of your life or God forbid something worse. Right. You can't bend your foot. You can't even, you can't use it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Two games we did not get to with Donnie. The Packers are small road dogs in Atlanta. Yeah. What if if Green Bay at home side? Desmond Ritter, our our boy CBW on Twitter sent us, sent me this. Desmond Ritter in college and in the NFL has never lost at home, straight up. Say that again? At home, Desmond Ritter has never lost in college or in the pros. Does Atlanta have a quarterback? Desmond Ritter. I mean, I know, but is that that like that's that's their guy? That's that's they have a quarterback. That's a good stat. That's a winner. Oh my god. Atlanta's Atlanta's decide it feels yeah. like that's yes. that's um Atlanta's decide. Real quick here breaking yeah. news. What? Uh the Phoenix Suns are giving away TV antennas to their fans. They will ship them TV antennas for free in order for them to be able to watch their games this season because we're, they're going to be back, over, baby. They're going to be back. over the coming back. This is Revenues are coming back. That is the dumbest thing I've heard in a long time. They're sending them rabbit ears. Rabbit ears. The hell is this? 1985. What's next? I got to get up and change the channel for my father. I got to oh, go and go no. click, 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 click. Oh, <laughs> I mean, is that you your job? That was, yeah, it was my, my job. job. Hell yeah. It was my job. Get up and change the channel. What sucked. Get up I and change the channel. I hated that job. Yeah. It was the worst. Or then I had to the move, remote control was move the rabbit. I had to move the rabbit ears. Wait, stay there. Wait, stay. Hold on. Stay there. Don't move. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a, not a fan. The remote control was the greatest invention ever. <laughs> this changes the channel. Yeah, you just have to aim it at the TV. And it goes clicking. It goes what? Really? Wow. Yeah. I don't remember that. Like, oh, it's, yes. this isn't. This wasn't. This was that long ago. We're old enough to remember that. Thirty years ago. Thirty years ago, we didn't have challenges. Thirty years ago, you, you had rabbit ears. Thirty years ago, I mean, you had people, including my family, who have to put tinfoil on the rabbit ears to make them stronger. <laughs> Kids Google it. It's I mean, not making true. it up. It's 100 true. true. It's, it's ridiculous. True. Did you ever have a Betamax for for to watch tapes like or to no? We were always VHS. Right? We we were very we were anti-beta. We were all VHS always. Okay. We started with the beta, and I remember okay. the first Betamax that had a wired remote oh. connected that you could fast forward and rewind and freeze stuff. 
Like when you watch the, uh, I mean, like, do you want Blockbuster to come back? Like, do you want no, like, full blown no. like '88? Like, go relive all that? No, back to like the Tasty Freeze and all. Like, no. we're just gonna go back to all the different angles of things that are gone. What was wrong with Tasty Freeze? <laughs> tasty Freeze was tremendous. Just saying, we're we gonna bring them all back. Things that died that everything's went away. coming back. It feels like everything's coming back. We're old enough to remember them. These kids think it's new. It's what not the hell new. Are we doing? <laughs> like, what are we the doing? I didn't like Blockbuster with them late fees. The, oh, they, they made they, so much money in late fees. The oh late fees were complete bullshit. I mean, do, do you want like Columbia Music when they send you a, 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 a CD for a cent? You want that to come back too? <laughs> I never did that. Did you? Did you ever do that? Oh, I robbed them blind. Oh yeah, we did. did we 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 come up with fake names and fake addresses, and we 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 well, yeah, we 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 had a whole scam going to that. It was great. Yeah, you're the reason why they had to. They went out of business. We scammed the hell out of Columbia Music. It was great. Jeez, <laughs> man. Dude, finally, Chargers are laying three on the road to Tennessee. You like the Chargers? Buy on the this? Road, you buy road this? Favorite? No, I don't like this at all. I don't like the Chargers on the road favorite at all. This one's stinky to me. I would agree. This is this is like, wait, what? Really? Yeah, not a fan. All right, a couple of quick baseball stories before we let go of Sports Grid yep. and Sirius XM. Mad Max is done for the regular season for the Rangers. He might be done for the entire season. Mm. What is what talk about trading lemons? The Mets traded away two lemons to the teams that took them. It's mm. brutal. The Grom too, I guess three. They traded away three lemons, <laughs> you know, on this. I kind of start to wonder about, you know, pitchers in general making these big investments in pitchers. Oh, I making big investments back? in pitchers that are old. New running back? Is this the new running back? Teams aren't, aren't going to invest in, in the position? Well, I – you can't say that yet because a good starter, top-of-the-line starter, can win you a postseason. Five good starts in a postseason can get you into the World Series with a chance to win it. Mm -hmm. Five good starts. Dominant starts. There's aces that can still do that. Now you only, as with with the team that has a bye, you only need to do it in three rounds too. So that's... The vision is still there. But yes, I think think that, that, that that guy may not exist much anymore. It's unbelievable, right? Yeah. Because you got... I felt then, bad for big business. Did you feel bad? I immediately thought of him. Yeah, he checked out a while ago, though. So I think he's just more more confirmation for him that he's been very much down on the Rangers. But yeah, I feel I, I tweeted at him. I said, "Sorry, man, that's like that stinks." <laughs> I was like, "That's I felt." And it's the first guy I thought I was like, "Man, that's just a bad deal." The Marlins are going to lose Sandy though. Alcantara's got a UCL sprain. They're saying he's day to day. He says he, he says he's he's okay, but. They can't just like shut him down to the playoffs and be like, hey, you will see in the playoffs. They're not in the playoffs yet. I hate these situations. Like, because the player's got to say he's okay. Right. The team's got to say he's hurt. And then, like, can we just not talk about it? Can we just say he's hurt and and just leave it at that? Why did he come back? Does he come back? I don't. If he has a UCL sprain, mm-hmm. he ain't coming back this season. I don't want you pitching in a game in October. Do you? No. And having him snap it? No way. I need full medical clearance. But the Marlins, are I mean. half, the Marlins are a half a game out of a playoff spot. They're not in the playoffs yet. Yeah. This stinks. <laughs> like Mad Max stinks. Marlins losing Sandy Alcantara stinks. And the worst story of them all, Walker Bueller ain't coming back. The Dodgers are not getting pitching help. 
They were banking so vitally on this guy to be there for the playoffs. Shut him down. Rehab did not go well. Oh, he is not officially announced this today. Officially, Rock Walker Brewer is not pitching for the for the Dodgers this season at all. This season, done. Shut down. The rehab from the Tommy John surgery did not go well. It's Braves against the world. It is a hundred percent. It is Braves against the world. Got to find that that other that other piece of that puzzle, man. I got some work to do. Well, I mean, we got work to do after the show. We I mean, you can do Braves, two more Orioles, Braves, pitch. Braves. Yep, I did. Braves, Orioles, Braves. Everybody, everybody, Braves, Braves. Astros, Braves. Marlins. Or sorry, uh, oh, Mariners. And then you start with Astros, Mariners. Mariners. You can throw the Rangers in if you want. You think no. they're going to make it? No. Then Orioles, Rays. You would you buy the Braves Twins just because? No. Still no. won't acknowledge it. Minnesota's no. like a- no, no. It's it's incredible. There's such a small window. There's like four teams I could even be in the World Series, let alone win the World Series. It's gonna be absolutely wild. Tomorrow, roll call Friday. If you guys are on Sirius XM channel 159 and on Sports Grid Television, we will talk to you tomorrow. Always a big show, always a big day for you guys who are live on YouTube and live on Twitter. We do a little thing called bonus time. In bonus time, we will answer your questions as well. So you can super chat right now, a topic, a game, a question, whatever you want. Dave and I will get to it coming up in bonus time. But if you're leaving us, hopefully we'll see you guys tomorrow for a very fun and cool roll call Friday. Bonus time starts now. Double. What was weird? That was like a stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Okay, we're good. Bonus time. Are we we good? Yeah, we're good. Uh, He just came into chat uh, and said this one is for Matt, LOL. Deion Sanders responds to comments made from Colorado State head coach Jay Norvell. Uh-huh. It was just going to be a good game, but they done messed around and made I it personal. told you. I told they you. They done messed around and made it personal. I told This is, I know you like Deion, so you want to protect him and you want and, and you want to protect him. This is who Deion Sanders is. I know. This is who he is. This is he makes it about himself all the time. Damn it. Just who he is. He can't let this go. He won't let this go. So that's what Jay Norvell is doing is saying, this is us. That is them. Pick which who, who, what program do you want your son to be a part of? You get to decide whether we lose or not. We're going to conduct ourselves in a different way than Colorado is. Right way. Yeah. Yep. And if we lose, we lose. But we're going to hold our chests up high, our head and chins up, and we're going to walk out of there happy about ourselves because they do that that way. And we don't do it like that. <sighs> Might have to wear the full D on tomorrow. He can't help have to himself. Full D on tomorrow. Can't. Help himself. Uh, one more quick baseball, I guess. Two more quick baseball stories. Yep. Blake Snell last night. Did he win the Cy Young? Man, he was good. He wanted the ball. I had good. under. I was sweating. I had under eight and a half, eight, and I was going to go under seven and a half, and I did not. But I watched a lot of that game. He had a couple really quick innings. One, two, three, eight inning, pit, eight pitches in an inning. Yeah. He looked like the guy. But – 
hold on. Steele can still win it. Yes. No, he can. he can. I mean, but he took the ball in a game that he didn't have to pitch. They gave him the option. Who? The the Dodgers gave him an option. I mean, he said the Padres gave him an option. He said, you don't, you don't have to pitch this game. We can bunch you. We, we can, you know, push it back a week if you are or start if you want. Right. And he said, no, I, I, I want the, I want it. Uh, since the mound was moved to his current distance in 1893, Blake Snell became the first pitcher with 160 K's in under 20 allowed earned runs in a 20 game span in a single season. Only a player to do it was 1999, 2000. That player was one Mr. Pedro Martinez. <laughs> Who yes, won the Cy Young that year. Pedro was magic in those years. In '99, it was magic. All I mean, that was the, that oh. was the all that was the All Star game. That was, uh, I think so. It was, yeah, '99 and, and 2000. Yeah, because it was crossover. He did it over right. a span of 20 starts. Right. So it was two different seasons in which he well, did. You he weren't did. in Boston those years, were you? Oh yeah, I was '99. Oh yeah. Oh, I was a senior, I was a senior in college. I was there. I, I was at multiple Fenway Park starts in '99 for, for Pedro. Was it electric? Psychotic. It was absolutely the most incredible thing. There's never been anything like it. The whole entire city stopped when Pedro pitched. Oh. Toughest, toughest ticket. He's the only guy that when I was when I used to sit in right field and watch him pitch, the ball gained speed as it hit the catcher. It was going fat. It was gaining. You could just watch it pick up speed. It was like, what the hell? It's not slowing down out of his hands. It's going faster out of his hand. When it when it hit the when it hit the the catcher's mitt, it was like a wall. It wasn't like the catcher reaching for it. Catcher was like, "Damn, I got hit hard." So yeah, I mean, so I think I mean being in that category, Blake Snell, it's a pretty big accomplishment. I was in. I'd moved. That's when I moved to to uh, Phoenix, and I was trying to go to Anaheim to see Pedro pitch. Mm. There was no team, and uh, oh no, there was a team. The Diamondbacks were there when I moved there. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, it's uh, those are good memories watching no. Pedro pitch. I mean, just as a fan on television, it was electric. I wish I would have seen it in person. Yeah. Um, I still think, I still think uh, Steele has a shot, but that didn't hurt his case. That that only helped his case for Snow. We'll read that later. What are you looking at? We'll read that later. Uh, Finally, Cardinals pitcher and aspiring musician Adam Wainwright in his final home start at Bush Stadium will feature a post-game concert in which he will perform three new songs of his upcoming album. Can we please stop this shit with what the fuck's going on in in St. Louis with Adam Wainwright? I mean, Adam Wainwright's a good pitcher. Adam Wainwright is not like Pedro Martinez. Adam Wainwright is not like I, I don't know. This is this is not like Derek Jeter or something of this ilk. Like right. they they didn't do this for I mean Pujols didn't do this. They're throwing a concert in which Adam Wainwright's gonna pitch and then put on that damn guitar and start singing. Pujols left. The hell is this? This is bizarre. This, this is, is their guy. This is weird. They're celebrating is, their guy. This is beyond weird. This is really strange. Helping him with a concert announcement to put him on to his second stage, whatever the hell he's going to go into. This is mean? bizarre. This is weird. This is strange. Wainwright and the Cardinals have some creepy stuff going on. Stop trying to prop this dude up and just be to being something because he's nothing worth talking about at the moment. He should be done and retired, but he's desperate for 200. 
man, oh man. Does he have a song called 200? I bet he does. <laughs> Dumb. Does he have a song called 200? Yeah, I bet he does. He has a song called 200. It's a country song about 200, about he's been chasing this damn thing. <laughs> Ridiculous. What so did Adam done. Brain Ray do to you? Nothing. I'm just so sick and tired of this. I mean, you like I'm owing two betting against him, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, like relax. It's, no, it's, it's dumb. A concert after his final home start. What the hell are we doing? It's just what kind of music does he have? I guarantee you it's country. There's no way it's not country. It's it's country. Like I don't even know, and it's country. He raps. That would be awesome. I would love it. It would be so good if it was not country, like speed metal. I'd be in love with it. But it's, I guarantee you, it's country. It's twangy country bullshit. It's what it is. It's exactly what it is. Guaranteed. Man, oh, man. Uh, upcoming art, upcoming album release. What the hell are we doing? It's like Sports Avenger just came into chat. It's not a super chat, but I have to read it because nope. it's so good. Um, just got out of the dentist. And my mouth feels so numb, but I think the show is making me feel better. <laughs> Thank you. Couldn't wait to get out of there because I wanted to ask you guys how you feel about DeAndre Swift tonight. <laughs> As the dentist was drilling my teeth, uh-huh. all I could think about were the props, LOL. <laughs> Good. Keep your mind off that sound. He didn't leave us a super chat, but I feel that like smell. we're going to answer the sports is back. God, that smell. <laughs> your teeth burning. and ugh, It's nasty. I hate that smell. It's so gross. Listen to us while he's getting his teeth through. I, I hear you, man. Uh, we'll get to that here in, in just once. All right. It's time for the first one of the season, Dave. What the hell is speed metal? You said that. I don't even know what that is. If you don't know what speed metal is, you don't know what speed metal is. So that's, it's, it's, I can't explain. I'm someone else in the chat too. I thought I was, a, it was the wrong question. What do you, you mean? don't know what, what speed it? metal is? I don't um, have a clue. Okay. I'll, um, I'll, I'll give you guys some, some, some listening homework to go and go listen to, to speed metal. You'll like it. Ask, ask, uh, <laughs> uh, we got a lot of, I mean, Addison probably give you, Addison will give you some good speed metal t- to listen to. <laughs> Matt Rafferty, Matty Rafferty liked your twangy country bullshit uh, genre. That's what it is. <laughs> that's, that's what, what part of the record store is that? On the- yeah, yeah. Hey, Bad. excuse me. You remember when you walked in a record store? Oh, yeah. Where's the oh. twangy country bullshit section, please? Yeah, <laughs> The one with the Levi jeans and the bad cowboy hats. Oh, boy. I'm doing it. Same game teaser. Minus 120. Vikings plus 12 and a half over 43. Betting and booking it. Dog and over? Yep. Sending a limo for you. Come on in. <laughs> yes, I'm booking this. Are you kidding me? I'd have to which, turn all my cards in. Which all side, of them if I said to bet this. Which side loses? Do you think the game goes over that easy? Yes. Not you that like easy. over not, better not, than the not, side? Yes. Like the over better than the side. Yes. All right. I get over I seven. Know. I get over seven. I get over 10. I don't get over 14, but I get over seven. I get over 10. I just think there's going to be a red zone turnover or two. I saw it last week. I feel like it again. Worried about your total. Mm-mm. I'm not worried about the Eagles. I'm more worried about the Eagles winning by 14. I don't, I'm not worried about the total. I'm worried about Philly. Oh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins red zone turnover going down, oh. going down a chance to score. Yeah, lose by, yeah, lose yeah, by yeah, seven yeah. red zone turnover. That's what I'm worried yeah. about. Okay. That's my concern. Yeah. I'll book it. I, I, okay. I think. 
I mean, now that you said that, I guess I could see that happening. But I like the under for the game, so I, I, I'm more concerned with the total. I, I feel you know, like these defenses are banged up. I know it's Thursday. That's I just can't get out of my mind these ugly Thursday games. Normally, prime time unders one. All of these things continue week to happen. One. I I agree, but prime time unders. I don't. I don't think. I I think forty three points is not high. I I think. I think we get. No, it's not. I think we get 28 points. Total in the game's 49. That feels high. Yeah, that's why I pulled it down. Yeah. So I got below 44. I would prefer you did. Like if you had said Vikings plus. And then the over. No, I thought about doing that, but I think this could be a track meet. These defenses are really hurt. Under 56 would have been your number. I don't think so. I think it could go over. It would have been 55 for me. Oh, six point teaser. Yeah, so six 55. point I looked at it. I mean, I was like, do I, I might have said yes to that. What do I feel more comfortable with? I feel more comfortable with both defenses giving up a lot of points tonight. Okay. I just, I don't, I mean, there's two, the injuries in that secondary are bad. Mm. So, so Memphis minus 14. Da, 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 da. Tonight. See. I can't believe you're doing a college football game. I'm impressed. Yeah. I already bet your I bet over with your pirates who won two nothing. So I'm already 0 and one in the day. Damn it. So we need to dog play coming in on the on the dog in this game. It's 13. Okay. 13 and a half. That's running clock. Right. Navy can't score. That's the the problem. Navy can't score. Cousins to throw pick. That's a good prop. It was 16 and a half at open. Um, once I got to 14, I was comfortable laying it. I, I don't like 14 and a half, I like 14, so 13 and a half, I like even better. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think I'll book this one too, just not knowing much of anything else. I, I I'm just you watch Navy play, you right watch now. Navy play, so you're following, I, you're following Steam. Uh oh, whoa, yes, hi, bookmaker, you're following Steam. Yeah. You like the pro side on this? Uh oh, bad news. Talk about taking away cards here. Yeah, bad news. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to watch a single play of this game. Are you? Uh, yes, I will. You will. It starts before the football game. It starts before. So it's it's seven thirty start Eastern. It's great. You get almost old, fair whole first quarter and the games right. on Amazon Prime. You get right which means it. once I put it on, I can't really change the channel. Fair, which I yeah. cannot stand. Not gonna lie, I'm, out, I'm I'm with you. It's annoying, but I'll watch. You know, ESPN's got the football game tonight, and then we'll go into the, into Amazon Prime after that. You like uh, over or under in the football in the college football game? The chat wants to know. I think I would lean towards the under only because of the way that Navy plays. Yeah, but I think team total Navy under game under Memphis covering could very well be twenty four three. Yeah, I like we talked it out last night. And I was hoping you came with the Navy team total under because I'd have said bet that. I so again, Memphis only got, got three players back on defense. They are a relatively untested defense. Right. Triple option. Yeah. On a short week, triple option. It does concern me a little bit that they would give up points. So I think Memphis has better athletes. Doesn't concern you enough. You're laying 14. Yeah, because Memphis could then win the game 38 to 20. Oh, so I mean, okay. Memphis could go and just have big play after big play after big play, and the Navy can't. Like, That's what Notre Dame did. Notre Dame had big play after big play, big play. It scored forty plus points on them. So still almost uh, a, a a big group of people in here. Guys, put it in the chat. 
You laying 14 or taking 14? What do you, what do you got? Put it in there. Jada bets about 17 and a half. Wow. Under? Is that the team total or is that? Team is that total. Team 17 and a half. Yeah. Jesus, bet the under there. Okay. That's yeah. up. That's higher than was was last night. It was 16 and a half last night. Yeah. That's one I wouldn't chase the steam. So, okay. Time for super chats. Now, uh, first one is um, Mikey Awesome says to Jake Paul fight. We know the ending all hype. Which one? I'm confused. Oh, Colorado, Colorado state. Oh, uh, e- equals a Jake Paul fight. We yeah. all are know the ending all hype. Yeah, it's, it's not a fair point there, Mikey. Dave's daily picks. Matt stealing porno mags. Mail fraud as a kid. Well, did, did I tell that story about me stealing porno mags? I must have told yeah, that story. You did sticking it at the end of her spa, sticking it in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? The fan to the outside and then walking around the outside and getting, getting, it wasn't really a, I guess it was, it was, it was, it was, it was porno, I guess it was, it was a easy rider magazine. So it was naked. It was women who had their tops off. Posing on motorcycles. Big deal back then, boys. Oh, it was a big deal. Oh, it was yeah. a very, that was big, a very deal big deal. That <laughs> yeah, was a very big deal. Oh, my gosh. Hell, hell, yeah. That was a very big deal. I didn't know. I believe what we were saying. If someone oh. said pornography, I'm not sure I would have known what pornography really was. Oh. But at the time, that was pornography to me. A topless woman on a magazine on a bike was pretty much pornography to, to, to me. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Covey, Orioles, Rays, Bradish versus Cervalli. Who do we like? Oh, that's a good baseball game. Uh, I didn't look at the baseball yet today. I got to be perfectly honest. Let me take a quick glance at the board. Eileen Orioles. Uh, we are in Baltimore. Oh, small favorites. I like under in the game. So I guess the favorite, okay. the, the home team Orioles is, yeah. is a slight lean. Just I got to do the work. We got to get the picks in after this, but I'll do the baseball work. We'll be on later. We'll we'll take a look at it. I like the Orioles too. Uh, and then Covey also wants the dying Blue Jays against the Rolling Rangers. Gosman <laughs> against Evaldi. How many pitches is Evaldi throwing? Uh, I got to check. Uh, I'm sure they sent me that. I like the over in the game. From uh, I'll get that from someone at MLB. Um, boy, oh boy, Toronto just can't get. They got to win the Gossman start. They have to win the Gossman start. All that being said, I still can't lay it. <laughs> can't, can't do it. Can't lay it. Can't lay the can't lay the price. Minus 140. That might be the lowest price. Somebody needs to go back and look. That is the probably the lowest price that Gossman has been all season. Close to it. Folks want you to lay it. I don't want to lay it. I don't. Texas, you have all the. First five under, game under. Enjoy. Man, we'll check the weather report this weekend, boys, When you're before you bet. What happened? There's going to be weather all over the country. East Coast getting a yeah. hurricane? Mid Midwest, Southeast. Yeah, there's weather. It's going to affect a lot of games. Who you weekend. like, Covey? You like you like Rangers in that? Um, okay, so here are the last little bit here. Caesars, while we were talking, admitted that they were hacked in all of their um, data from their customer rewards program was stolen, including IDs and credit card numbers. What? Yeah. So just the sportsbook stuff too. 
Ah, uh, the sports books. We're in the sports books. The sports they books. They got all our information. Too. Caesars. Yeah, I, I, I think, it, I think so. I think it is. I think it's everything. Um, Son of a. Yeah, the the line is uh, Caesars Entertainment has admitted that hackers stole a copy of its loyalty program database earlier this month. Private customer information, including driver's license info and social security numbers, were all compromised. Uh, Vital Vegas is saying if I were a betting... Across the country? Yes. Vital Vegas says if I were a betting person, we'd wager MGM Resorts paid the ransom full price, not 50% off like Caesars. System started running company-wide late afternoon today. More coming online tonight. Our town and nation have to grapple with this issue more seriously. Holding one of the largest gaming hospitality companies in the worst uh, in a world hostage to be treated like a terrorist attack because that's what this was. So, and it's I have a hard time arguing with that point. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, Caesar's uh, fifteen fifteen million dollars. Caesar's paid. It sounds like MGM paid thirty. To get their stuff back. Man, oh man. Man, oh man. That's not good. <laughs> Someone's in the comments saying, I work at MGM property. I'm here until 7 p.m. tonight. Zero systems have been restored. We've been told not to expect anything until next week. <laughs> it's just going to last the weekend? That's the problem, right? Once you get to the weekend, that's bad, bad. Oh, whoa. You know what still works? Cash. That's true. Cash does still work. Favorite thing about today is what? Oh, let's see. Overcast skies outside. It's 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 it might rain again. We got football tonight. We got all this stuff. And um my favorite thing about today, I think, is the show. We're done. That's it. I don't know. I got nothing yet. I slept like a baby last night. I missed all those texts this morning that you guys were doing, you and the and the brigade proxy service. I was sleeping. It was overcast. The sun didn't come out. So I didn't wake up to about eight o'clock. I feel Whoa. great today. Wow, that's phenomenal. Um, my favorite thing about today happened last night into this morning. I have a very dear friend of mine named Carson who is Carson with a K. If you guys are from the Boston area, he's done a morning show for 20 years with Kennedy. It's Carson and Kennedy at Mix 104.1. About two months ago, they had a big package of Taylor Swift stuff that they got. And I said to Carson, I said, hey, if you get anything that is you can send, send it. Madeline would be all about it. Mm. Came home this came home last night to a huge box that he had sent to Madeline, which included a Taylor Swift. It's it's I, I've seen it before. It's been printed, but it's Taylor's handwriting. It's Taylor's note that she wrote mm-hmm. to the radio stations. Included a Taylor Swift T-shirt, a Taylor Swift um, tote bag, and a bunch of stuff from the radio station. And it was just super nice of him. So I want to acknowledge him publicly. I did it on Twitter last night, but I want to acknowledge him publicly on the show that it's cool that people that I worked with in Alabama when. I was 21 that I've stayed in contact with for years and years and years, still do cool stuff, just randomly, you know, nice and cool to do that and send that on. So thank you to Carson and Kennedy and Mix 104.1. Very cool. If you're in the Boston area, that's our favorite. That's my favorite morning show. It was anyway, but 
very cool stuff there. So I want to acknowledge them publicly for that. Excellent. Tomorrow, Roll Call Friday. A lot of stuff to get into tomorrow. Big football weekend, obviously. Hopefully you guys will be there. Hit the bell so you're notified when we begin. Thanks to Donnie Wrightside for coming on today. That was a lot of fun. Watch the show on replay on YouTube, Sports Grid Television, Series XM for the audio, 10 p.m. Pacific time for the replay or on our YouTube channel at Boston versus the book. Dave, Matt, tomorrow, talk to you for Roll Call Friday.